Hello and good morning, everybody, or at least good morning here in the United States. As we did last week, I'm here at 8 a.m. on a Saturday to welcome you to another episode of Virtual Legality Hangouts and Headlines Editions. I hope that this weekend has already been treating you well. For those of you, especially in Europe, that have begun your weekend a little bit more fulsomely uh, than us in the United States. And I thank everyone in the chat already. We've got more than 100 people waiting for this video to start, for joining me to talk about some headlines, uh, maybe hang out with some folks. Obviously, I can't guarantee anyone will show up on Saturday, especially Saturday at eight in the morning uh, on the East Coast of the United States. But I'm very happy that you are here with me. I'm very happy that we're able to talk about these very, very interesting things together. And they are very, very interesting. If you've been following along with us, either on Legal Bites, where I'm helping stream the court case between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, or here in Hangouts and Headlines, you know that the media has taken upon itself to report not just on the details of the trial itself, but on the details of those that are covering the trial uh, itself. And that has continued and snowballed to such a great extent that this is actually, I think, the fourth or fifth stream that I've done in the one-week break period uh, between the court weeks. And honestly, that's amazing to me. When I started this up last week, I thought, all right, we'll have some headlines. We'll be talking about the trial. We'll be talking about various aspects of how the media is treating questions in the trial. And I did mention that we'd also be covering kind of the meta context of how they're covering us, those who cover the trial itself. I did not expect this explosion of opinions and think pieces. And either real or faux outrage and concern about what they are seeing on TikTok, on Twitch, and on YouTube. But honestly, when I did a stream yesterday, I thought that would be it before we start back up on trial. And I hand over everything back to Alita at Legal Bites, and I, I join that stream and maybe only pop in for one of these a week, maybe. Uh, but the Emily Baker actually sent me a bunch of articles last, uh, last night uh, and I said, wow, those are things I really probably should cover in this space. So we've got a couple from Emily. We've got one that I found myself. And honestly, that is so, so helpful. As I say in my uh, virtual legality episodes proper, I can't be everywhere. I can't be everywhere on the internet. I'm only one person. I'm also running a law firm. I've got client things to handle. And so every time somebody sends me a DM, says, hey, this article should be something you look at. This story should be something you do a video on. It is so greatly appreciated. Uh, and yeah, I've got other law tubers that are coming in and saying these articles would be cool. Uh, for Hangouts and Headlines. So very many thanks to Emily. She did a couple of these uh, for the episode we are about to watch. Now, before we get into the article, I do want to flag, we do have a super chat already. You guys are very, very generous. Uh, from Souk Medik, let me guess, mainstream media, seething hard about being regulated to second class by hardworking independents. Well, info is power, power to the people. White, I guess that's a fist uh, <laughs> emoji. So thank you very much, Souk Medik. I appreciate it. Um, so yes, I think some of those will be in that vein. Honestly, what we're seeing most often in the articles that we're going to talk about today is tying the coverage of the trial specifically to TikTok. Uh, and I think TikTok is a number of things. One, maybe a little bit more, mm, uh, less respectful, uh, than other platforms, at least as described by these media outlets that I'm seeing. And, uh, it is also where folks that are reading these articles, I think, find themselves to be in a more alien environment. 
But I think TikTok, even as popular as it is, and we'll see some stats on how the videos are doing on TikTok, is still something that a lot of folks, especially of an older generation, oh, I don't know, like me, uh, look at and say, well, that's not something that I'm on. That's not a platform that I'm a part of. And you can frame them if you're making an article as, oh, these are the alien Zoomers. These are the kiddos doing weird things. And can't we all look uh, with despair upon the coming civilization, which, of course, we know has been the human experience since recorded history. It's always the next generation that is doing something that is god awful and is going to destroy the world. Uh, and that has been the case forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Um, so we will see TikTok. We will also see one article that I picked out um, that is, I would say, a little bit more neutral. It's not entirely neutral. We'll be looking at that language as well. Uh, but it does take an approach that suggests that, hey, maybe some of this is okay. <laughs> maybe some of this isn't an apocalypse that we really need to worry about intensely as the mainstream media. And that was nice to see. We'll take a look at that one as well, kind of in the middle. And then just to send you home, we've got a third article uh, that is probably going to rile you up a little bit. It's going to make assumptions about who's watching these things, who's making them. It's going to link to a second article. So you're going to actually get a two for one in that third slot uh, that is going to make a lot of assumptions about what the trial has showed and how, how could everybody be so wrong about the damning evidence against Johnny Depp that has already been presented in the trial. So with that as kind of our background and our dive into these articles, I say let's get started. So here we have an article from a video game website. If you know me in virtual legality, uh, you know that I love to cover video games because that's a hobby of mine that I really enjoy. And there's a lot of interesting business and legal conversations within video games, whether it's uh, DMCA and copyright uh, or uh, ownership of games themselves, game preservation, and recently a whole lot of consolidation and learning about mergers and acquisitions and how those work and how the SEC works and how the Federal Trade Commission works. Um, so I talk about those things a lot, but I have my issues with the way uh, that games journalism operates in certain respects in terms of understandings and things like that. So this is Polygon. Uh, this is a platform that I have talked to. I know a couple of the journalists that work there. And this is what they went out with as a headline. Toxic fans, so good start, have made Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's trial inescapable. Memes, supercuts, and live streams of the trial have taken over social platforms. Uh, and as you can probably guess, this is going to be talking quite a bit about TikTok. There's also going to be reference uh, to, I believe, parasocialism uh, and people that just want to feel like they can be engaged in a trial and in a social zeitgeist of this significance and fandoms gone wrong. And if you're familiar with video gaming at all, fan, fandoms gone wrong, toxic fans changing artists' work or otherwise engaging in the culture in a way that some folks find unacceptable is part of the theming for some corners of, of games journalism and movie journalism, to be fair. You get a lot of that with things like whether or not the Disney Star Wars movies are any good uh, or whether or not the new Star Treks are any good. It's really a lot of science fiction conversation, I guess, uh, looking back on the thing. Uh, but Polygon has been doing that for a long time, talking about toxic fandoms in general. So this is within their theming, uh, but it's a little oddly presented. Here's a couple of super chats. Sardinisms, you and EDB, Emily Baker, gave me the insight I needed to confront my uh, down downvote attorney and fire him. Mainstream media 
doesn't have poop emoji on that for value. Thank you. Also, please read these. I don't know what that is. I'm going to go with Tiki Room Mask, um, Raindrops Sideways, and a Traffic Signal with a Blue Circle. So thank you for that, Super Chat. Much appreciated. And Uncivil Law. Oh, no. Uncivil Law and Kurt says he's got a party in his pants and everyone's invited. That's a lie. I'm not wearing pants. I tell you what, Kurt. I figure that you're just suggesting that you've got a cell phone in your pants, already tuned to this broadcast, already excited this early on a Saturday morning to get going, talking about toxic media, talking about toxic fandoms, talking about them both together. So I appreciate the super chat, Kurt, and I hope you find your pants. I sincerely do. Uh, Thank you so much to both of you for those super chats. And let's talk about this article. So got the pictures of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. We're used to seeing those in this context. You aren't imagining things. The internet is completely underwater. Submerged. I like that. So it's underwater and then it's submerged. We, we like some metaphor here at the top of our articles. In memes, supercuts, live streams, face cams, and conspiracy theories about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard defamation trial. Yep. So we're already starting out with the assumption that what you're seeing on the internet is bad for you, Right. Maybe not everything. This isn't talking about law tube in general. This isn't talking about lawyers analyzing these things. This is just framing the situation as prospectively bad for what we want to talk about today. Trial is part of a long-running legal battle. I don't think we need to summarize the article here. Suffice to say, Amber Heard puts an op-ed in the Washington Post in 2018, implies that Johnny Depp domestically abused her, and here we are. The trial has set off a toxic fandom bomb as major social platforms incentivize the worst human behavior possible, the worst, to drive up their engagement metrics. Okay, so, okay. We can have our issues with the way YouTube operates. We can have our issues with the way Facebook or Twitch or Twitter operates. When you're writing an article, and and this is the reason it's called headlines. I like to talk about how concepts are portrayed in articles like this one. I think it's best to avoid just blatant hyperbole. I mean, nobody's getting killed by a TikTok video that has cats swiping at each other with the testimony of the herd depth trial underneath it, right? That's that's not happening. Uh, nobody is lighting anything on fire. Nobody's property is getting destroyed. Nobody is having to deal with, hey, what Amber Heard is alleging that she had to deal with. These are just videos, and you don't have to love them. As a matter of fact, some of the stuff that is going to be described here, it's going to be described in some of the articles, I don't love. I I talked about the Guardian article. I explained why I thought it was bad that they focused their attacks on LawTube, but I think that you can get to a place where you are trivializing the process or otherwise uh, hurting the information level of people about this civil procedure in a way that is, is not great, but the worst human behavior possible I mean, there's actually a live war happening right now, Polygon. Uh, And so I think hyperbole just doesn't do your rhetoric any credit as we go through these kinds of things. During Depp v. Heard, the defensiveness, ugliness, and outrage cycle of online fan communities has infected every corner of the web like a virus. Okay, so we might be laying on the metaphors a little thick here. Taking the shape of the content that does well on those platforms. It has become a new Twitch meta, the Washington Post reported, flooding the platform's just chatting page with live streams and reaction streams. See, I think 
you should be obligated to mention that Twitch and the Washington Post are owned by the same person here when you're going to use it in this kind of context in a sentence like this one. But the Washington Post did report that. We talked about it in this space. And on TikTok, the Justice for Johnny Depp hashtag on the app has almost 7 billion views, which is crazy to me, per a recent report by Rolling Stone. There are pro-Depp makeup tutorials, fan cams that throw cutesy filters on clips of his testimony, and supercuts meant to make Amber look unstable. I have no doubt that those exist. I can understand people reporting on it and saying, well, maybe that's not ideal. Fandom isn't new. You can trace it all the way back to reading clubs for Sherlock Holmes. I'd be willing to bet that fandom existed before the 19th century, but fair enough. But fandom in the internet age has a different level of intensity and coordination. Social media has morphed it into something closer to online gangs or cults. Protecting and policing each other in lieu of real moderation happening on large platforms like Facebook or Twitter. So this section is already doing a number of things. And they are things that, to be frank, Polygon and some other gaming journalism outlets are known for which is they're suggesting here that the rabble, the people that otherwise are fans of things, are at least somewhat inherently toxic slash entitled in what they want from their games or their trials, as it turns out, or certainly their movies, and that that's largely a function of not enough top-down centralized control coming from the Facebook, Twitters, Twitches, YouTubes of the world. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that I agree <laughs> With that hypothesis, in fact, I can tell you, frankly, uh, that I don't. And yet they use these as jumping off points to talk about these kinds of things. And I'm mentioning all of this not to put Polygon in a box. I think they actually do some good work as, as they report various things in the gaming industry. But to note that all of these outlets are doing a couple of things at the same time. One, regardless of what they're telling you about TikTok and YouTube, and this will come up a little bit more prominently in the NBC article I'm going to talk about second, they are themselves chasing the algorithm. Now, it might not be a YouTube robot. It might not be Facebook figuring out what's to promote and whatnot, although it is in part that. They're at least chasing the interest algorithm. And they know that this topic is of interest and they try to put it in whatever the framework is for their outlet in general. And I know this, and there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, right? Hangouts and headlines, where you are, right now to get truly meta, not Twitch meta, just meta here on this video, exists in part because I was trying to construct a way where I could continue to do my virtual legality kind of analysis process of articles and coverage of things within these various other topics, especially because I was I was working on Johnny Depp and Amber Heard on Legal Bites' channel, and I wanted to see exactly how we could interact in a cool space and have these conversations on my channel that still fit into what I do. So that's not terrible, but I, I don't want to just apply every single thought process to every single article in the same way that I've always thought about things, right? We try to come in with an open mind. We try to look at these articles here in this space and say, what works, what doesn't work? And here Polygon is kind of tipping its hand, in my opinion. You can disagree. You don't leave a comment in the chat, leave a comment to this video. Uh, but I think they're tipping their hand as to like, this is how they view the world. This is the lens through which they analyze these things. And the fandom is probably toxic. And then we're going to find the proof of, of that toxicity. And I think there is ample proof that at least some corners of this coverage is, I wouldn't necessarily use the word toxic, but unhelpful, 
Um, and that's always going to be the case. I know I've mentioned that in prior videos, and I will probably mention it in videos to come. But you can always take a group that believes something, even if it's a righteous group, even if it's correct in whatever it's advocating for, and find somebody on the extreme end and say, oh, that person is bad, associate the whole group with it, and try to discount them using that method. We see it both sides of basically every question, at least here in the United States. Maybe you have a different experience if you're watching us from Europe, which I hope you are, because I think last week when I started an 8 a.m. stream, a number of you said it worked pretty well uh, for my European uh, subscribers. So I appreciate that. Uh, but that's where I'm coming at these questions from. And we're only getting started in this article, but you can already see what Polygon intends to do with their analysis. So in fact, these platforms have spent years rewarding and training users to operate as swarms, share content connected to their favorite actors and franchises, and go to war with each other for clout. And this is the overall kind of toxicity of social media as thesis for how this how this trial is being covered. And I think that social media can be toxic. I think I've described Twitter as a hellscape from which there's no escape. Uh, prior to this video in virtual legality and other places. And I think it can be harmful to folks of certain dispositions. That doesn't mean there isn't value to be obtained there. That doesn't mean there isn't the possibility of engaging with content in a new and exciting way through social media. It just means that like everything else that we humans do, it can go wrong, right? The social media reaction to Depp v. Heard is the most recent example, though it feels particularly inescapable compared to online fan movements that have come before. This doesn't feel like a niche corner of the web yelling out into the void. It feels ubiquitous. That word's been around a lot in these articles. It has morphed into what Emmy Conley, a researcher who specializes in online propaganda, calls a proxy culture war, where fandoms for both Herd and Depp are using the actors as archetypes in a referendum on the Me Too movement. And largely, despite this being referenced by a researcher specializing in online propaganda, I tend to agree with concepts here. I think when we watch trials, and this has happened before in LawTube and elsewhere, I think there is a tendency to try to make a social statement about the outcome of a trial. And you've heard me say this, both in coverage of this case, in Rittenhouse and elsewhere, that that is not something that as a lawyer, I am largely comfortable with, that a trial is an examination of the evidence before some kind of finder of fact, whether that is judge or jury. And it is a mistake, in my opinion, to try to extrapolate out meaning from specific instances of events on a large grand social scale, right? So if Amber Heard proves to be correct, let's just assume, then that really doesn't say much of anything about the social movements that led us to this trial. And the same is true in reverse. I think a lot of people want to say, hey, this could open up some doors to thinking about things differently. And I think that's fine. But as a full-on referendum of whether something is good or bad in a social zeitgeist type sense, I think you can get into a place where you are ascribing too much value to what really should be a process that only looks at what happened on a plane flight to Boston or from Boston in 2014, right? And I think it's easy to fall into that trap. I don't blame anybody for doing it, but I do think this is at least somewhat right 
And I do give credit to Polygon, or more specifically to this expert, for including both herd and depth fandoms in the reference here, when that is not something that we see at a large scale when looking at most of these articles. This expert continues, people are following it like a sport. We did see that last year. We're seeing it this year, obsessing over it, making gifts and memes of it. You'll notice the conversation isn't about male victims of domestic violence or resources for survivors of abuse. And there I disagree. But again, I'm in a very specific place. I'm in LawTube. I'm working with Legal Bites. I'm working with other lawyers that I think for the most part, and certainly panelists go a little far sometimes, uh, and I don't agree with everyone uh, that I have ever streamed with on this topic, there is a real sense of trying to talk about the underlying issues, male victims of domestic abuse, resources for survivors of abuse. I've been on streams where we have talked about that. And yeah, this isn't targeting LawTube specifically. This isn't targeting us. Uh, but I think it's a mistake to speak at this level of generality, to suggest that it doesn't exist at all. You'll notice the conversation isn't about it's not like isn't mostly about or otherwise couched a little bit to suggest that there might be good corners of the internet out there, which I truly believe in, but it just simply isn't about. And I don't think that is accurate. We're doing our best. I'm certainly doing my best, uh, but this is something like the kind of coverage we'll be seeing throughout the rest of this video. How did we get here? Conley pointing to the Tumblr prawn band as a potential inflection point for internet fandom. Now that's an interesting poll. Why? It says after a mass exodus of about 150 million users following the site's controversial ban on NSFW content in 2018, Twitter became the new home base for fandom. And the site's very different incentives around going viral and being engaged drastically changed the way fandoms interacted with each other. So. We've blamed a couple of things. We've blamed the fan bases themselves. We've blamed an overall toxicity in social media and searching for clout. Now we aim our weaponry in this Polygon article at Twitter specifically and the way Twitter operates. They are no longer mostly contained within their circles, says our expert. Now, one of the most exciting things that can happen to a fandom is to be seen. I love this now here because look, Twitter didn't exist when I was a young person. The internet barely existed when I was a young person. And I will tell you that at a certain level, uh, this was always the case. You're a fan of something. You want to connect with fellow fans. You want to get together, talk about your fandom. To me, you know, that was things like Final Fantasy III on the Super Nintendo and having that conversation or otherwise about things that were of interest to me. And yeah, it feels good to know that there are other fans out there and they're with you. Did social media heighten this? I would argue that it did. I think that's accurate. But I think this now is probably doing a little bit more work. It was always exciting to be seen if you're a fan of something. Like everything else on sites like Twitter, fandom on big social media platforms is less about mutual enjoyment or subject matter, but about volume. Depp's fans were active on Twitter in early 2019 when Depp filed a defamation lawsuit against Herd. At the time, fans of the DC Cinematic Universe were dragging everything in. You can see the lens that Polygon views the world through. And Zack Snyder's Justice League were organizing the Release the Snyder Cut fan campaign on Reddit and Twitter. Snyder fans were convinced that a different version of the movie existed. Turns out they were right. And they were mobilizing across the web to pressure Warner Brothers to release it. Those Snyder fans were later vindicated by an actual full Snyder Cut release. They had gained a reputation for being toxic and entitled. 
And I had to look at this link, right? This is a link from Polygon here. Oh, they gained a reputation for being toxic and entitled. Okay, I'd be interested in hearing more about that. And they linked to an article from themselves about how they were toxic and entitled with, I will tell you, uh, limited engagement of the topic in question, more of an assumption of that toxicity. Now, again, I have no doubt you make a big group, you take a hashtag and you have a group of people operating that a portion of that group was undoubtedly toxic, entitled, whatever label you want to put on them. But then to use that as kind of a bad apple concept and pollute the entire movement or whatever else you want to call it uh, is just the same kind of sleight of hand we see throughout a lot of reporting on different topics right now. Uh, and so now we're tarring the Johnny Depp uh, fandom, I guess, with the brush of the Snyder Cut fandom. And again, I've said this in the last video, I've said this a lot. We do get the kind of impression that this is that meme about the person that's only seen Boss Baby and thinks the next movie reminds them of Boss Baby, right? That you've got this article that says, well, this is like the Snyder Cut. I'm surprised they didn't bring in the Mass Effect 3 ending kerfuffle. Why not? Bring in everything that ever happened to talk about this particular trial court case. And again, I don't really want to throw them under the bus for that, but I do want to point out how limited of a worldview that really is. But... The article continues, the trial has since found an audience in other corners of the internet. I think TikTok tipped it over the edge into national consciousness. Jessica Lucas, a digital culture researcher and journalist based in the UK, told Polygon, hello UK, seems to pop up in these articles quite a bit. Good old United Kingdom, doesn't it? Interesting. Lucas said that as the trial began in April, TikTok users became obsessed with it. Note, TikTok users can't just become interested in something. They can't just like to follow something. They become obsessed with it. And you see these kinds of words used in a lot of media coverage of this various topic, right? You get obsessed, you get hammered, you get all these various things that we will see in other articles to describe something that you want to ascribe a negative connotation to. And we'll see this in all these articles that we look at. With it, because of the site's pre-existing love of true crime, covering true crime, I think, not committing true crime, but it's a little unclear. We, we didn't get a little bit more detail. There are plenty of examples of viral investigations done by TikTok sleuths. And in this case, TikTok gets to be judge and jury, which again is why it's unfortunately proving to be so popular. She said, pointing to TikTok's similar obsession with the Gabby Petito disappearance couch guy, don't know that one, and the attempted doxing of West Elm Caleb. Now, there are a couple of things in this paragraph that I find a little bit odd. One, I get that TikTok gets to be jury. I'm not sure they get to be judge. Uh, obviously, you're going to make your own interpretations of these uh, events. That's finders of fact. I don't, I don't know that TikTok is making a ton of findings of law. If anything, you want to ascribe something uh, negative at law to, you might say we're acting as judge uh, in certain respects. But hey, I think people are familiar with the phrase judge, jury, and executioner. And the author realized that executioner really wouldn't fit this particular set of facts. So went with judge and jury. Totally fine. Then we get Gabby Petito, which is kind of an odd callback because if there's anything that's kind of gotten credit in the modern media landscape, it was social media coverage of the Gabriel Petito case, right? We hear a New York Times article that I just pulled up really quickly. We'll see if we can actually scroll down uh, to what I'm talking about here, but they describe all of this coverage of what's happening. And then the fact that essentially through these videos, through the folks coordinating with each other, information was able to be received by someone who had taken video of the location where they thought 
uh, there might be evidence of, of foul play. And in fact, there was that this family that had this video found it, jumped out of bed, found the van in question. And then after that, the, the, the body was actually recovered and identified. So to me, it's, it's an odd thing to draw as a comparison point because it may be one of the real social media successes depending on your point of view, right? The New York Times, as we saw from just the headline, actually frames it as galvanizing the internet because there are folks that are really, really invested in following this stuff. And there's a certain amount of discomfort about that in these articles. And it's a certain amount of discomfort that I personally um, can understand. You can get folks that are a little bit fanatical and a little bit obsessed about these things. But in terms of this particular story, this is one of the times when that internet sleuthing actually seems to have realized uh, a certain positive outcome. So it's a little bit odd to compare this with that because a positive outcome could be argued is happening from this transparency and from more and more people getting to see what's happening in court, how it works, and how folks evaluate testimony. Meanwhile, the live streams of the trial have become hugely popular on YouTube and Twitch. One channel called Law and Crime Network is even simulcasting the trial on both platforms. It's an interesting poll. Law and Crime has been around for a while now, uh, and we do have our one YouTube reference here. As the Washington Post pointed out, major streamers like Hassan Piker and Amane Pokemane Anis are now streaming it to their millions of viewers. And those are Twitch uh, streamers. And the act of taking a trial like Depp v. Heard and feeding it through the aesthetics of Twitch has been jarring, if not downright inhumane. For instance, the streamer and pro-gamer Felix Lengel, better known as XQC, made headlines last week for putting a cry counter on screen to count how many times Heard teared up during her testimony. And again, you use these stories because I think most of us can agree, okay, that's that's probably too glib on, on what's happening here. Uh, certainly those of us that wanted to listen to the herd testimony and try to proceed with an open mind. And as I think people that have followed me for a while know, I watched this case and, and went in with an open mind. And certainly Amber Heard's testimony uh, raises a few alarm bells in terms of exaggerative quality uh, and we will see what her case can present to backstop some of the claims that she's made, some of the things that she has said happen. I'm interested in seeing whether there is extrinsic evidence on basically any of this um, before going forward. But obviously, I come at it and say, that raises a lot of questions to me. That said, I wouldn't put a cry counter up. I think that's, at bare minimum, kind of a party foul, lack of decorum kind of thing. And And Twitch is known for that, which is why you see a lot of this coverage highlighting what they think they can find as the worst possible examples of this, right? A cry counter and how it's being dehumanized on Twitch and on TikTok uh, because that's helpful to them when they talk about the rest of all of this. According to Casey Holmes, a streamer from Austin, Texas, who goes by the name of Lucid Fox, it's not surprising that the trial is popular on the platform. These are all parasocialites Holmes told Polygon, really asserted, and I think because people know who Amber Heard is and know who Johnny Depp is, it kind of gives them this, I don't know, maybe artificial idea that they've tuned into what this trial is, who these people are. Now, this is an odd paragraph to me for a couple of reasons, one of which is because a streamer here 
essentially just asserting why everybody else might otherwise be engaged with the content, the viewers, the content creators, etc., as parasocialites. Effectively, what The Guardian said, what the other article writers have said about fandoms just glomming on to this particular trial because they're huge fans of Johnny Depp, or I suppose huge fans of Amber Heard, has not been my experience. I can tell in the chat, I can tell in the comments, I can tell in the DMs that I get that there are a lot of people very, very interested in the trial. There are a lot of people that are Johnny Depp fans, uh, but it's not everybody. Uh, this is still a valuable thing to go through and to analyze and to consider as the American justice system and maybe even how it can be improved watching how this happens in real time. So you put everybody in this bucket, and I think that's largely unfair. So we have blaming of Twitter. We have blaming of social media and the internet in general. We have blaming of people who want to be essentially parasites on this particular trial. According to an expert, no. According to another streamer named Lucid Fox. Okay. I mean, that's fair enough. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I'm entitled to value it however I deem fit. And you didn't give me any reason to think that that particular assertion is any stronger than mine. Toward the end of April, the explosion of TikTok content and live streams about the trial also made its way to Reddit. Subreddits like the usually very wholesome Reddit, made me smile, began to fill up with grotesque attempts at reframing the trial as an inspiration story for Depp. So I, grotesque attempts is pretty strong language, right? So I said, oh, I got to check out what these link to. And one link to a fairly innocuous supercut of Johnny Depp testimony. The other simply linked to Johnny Depp coloring. Johnny Depp coloring during Amber Heard defamation trial. Remember, the framework for this, and not everybody's going to link through, are grotesque attempts at reframing. Hey, Johnny Depp was coloring today. Does that strike you as a reframing attempt? Like, I get it. I get that Polygon is reacting to people. They're like, oh, Johnny's so cute. I would love to see those drawings, whatever. I, I get that that is out there. Uh, but you can't just simply say that somebody's saying, hey, look, he's coloring with markers and, and isn't that interesting uh, on Reddit. There isn't even any commentary here. It's just he's coloring. Is a grotesque attempt at reframing the trial as an inspirational story. Uh, okay, so I, when we look at these things, if you want to link to these things, you're going to have to link to better evidence than that. And I think you probably could have found it, honestly, Polygon. There's some kind of disconnect. Amanda Brennan, the former head of editorial for Tumblr, and current trends analyst for XX artists told Polygon, it doesn't feel real to people. And I'll admit that some of the facts in this case do create a certain sense of unreality, right? We are talking about private islands. We are talking about concierge doctors that you text and get instant prescriptions for whatever you're looking for uh, from. We're talking about severed fingers. We're talking about bloody writing on the walls. This case is... Crazy, as my friend Alita at Legal Bite said uh, when she summarized it before the trial even began. Check out that video. But it doesn't mean that folks aren't necessarily treating it as a real legal dispute. I would argue that many aren't, uh, and I think Polygon is well within its rights to suggest that. Uh, but I would hope that many are, especially the more than a thousand people that are watching this at 8:35 a.m on a Saturday morning with me. Thank you so much, everybody. I really appreciate it. Uh, Brennan said she was disturbed by what she's seen online over the last few months. She said that users are treating Depp, the real person, like he is one of his characters. There's no through line of where Johnny Depp ends and his characters begin. There are so many of these memes that I've seen that have been people dressed in Jack Sparrow cosplay, which 
It blows my mind. And again, I think the biggest problem here is the overgeneralization of things, right? If anything, one of the things that stood out to me in Johnny Depp's testimony days in this trial is how much of a different person and kind of a wild artist, creative type that is completely separate from certainly Jack Sparrow, uh, he actually is, as represented on the stand. When he first started testifying in that kind of slow, stilted speech pattern, I was like, what even is this? And, and who is this person? And you get used to it. And you find yourself watching this meandering testimony that begins with a question about what date something occurred on. And the answer starts with talking about records that he used to play in his Kentucky home. And somehow it gets you back to answering the question within the testimony. And it's fascinating. People were fascinated by this particular testimony. And I was as well. But it didn't seem like any of his characters. I think by the time he's presented his case, you feel like you have a better understanding of him. Uh, and that's real. The, what the court process for something like this, defamation where character is so much at issue, is supposed to be about. So it's very interesting to me that you want to say, well, some people are doing Jack Sparrow walks on their TikTok, which somebody noted and then sent me in DM. It should be made aware that there are Jack Sparrow TikTok videos on the Washington Post TikTok. Uh, but outside of that, it doesn't mean that everybody is. It doesn't mean that people as a whole aren't taking into account the seriousness of the situation. And you get these generalities, you get this presentment in an article like this, and, and that's what winds up coming out. As we see, Brennan also saw the trial memes as an end point of a certain kind of online parasociality. You've got your super internet people who live in this kind of parasocial world of, oh, this is my fandom. This is the thing that makes me happy and who I am. I must protect my son. I must protect this person that I care so much about. But it's not necessarily the person that they care about. It's the fandom. It's the love of love kind of concept, which is fine. I'm sure that some people actually do have that particular relationship. You want to ascribe it to all of the internet and all the internet coverage? I have a bigger problem with you. It's distressing to see, Brennan said, identifying with this person who possibly did very terrible things to someone else and had very terrible things done to them. And what's interesting about this case to me so, so much is how easy it is to reverse basically everything anybody says in any direction and say, could you say the same thing going instead of against Johnny Depp, against Amber Heard? And what does that sound like? Are we, are we not believing Johnny Depp in that case when we maybe should be giving credit to that? Is it distressing to see that you're identifying with a person in Amber Heard that maybe doesn't deserve that identification? And this goes down the line for all of these articles. And I think for the most part, people, and maybe on both sides, to be honest, are missing that kind of quality to this, right? One of the reasons this is going to be a hard case for Johnny Depp to win is because Amber Heard can still win if she just kind of muddies the waters, right? If she says Johnny Depp's gaslighting her when he says she's gaslighting him, how can a jury reasonably sort that out uh, to give a win and many, many millions of dollars to either side? That's going to be one of the ongoing questions of this trial is, does the jury get to a place where they feel comfortable enough to say, I think that this happened slash this didn't happen. Johnny Depp is trying to win a defamation suit, which is hard, uh, with closed door encounters, which is harder, on a premise which is going to make at least some people in the jury feel icky, uh, which is that that woman on that on, on testifying on that witness stand is straight up lying on things. And at the end of the day, we don't know whether or not they will find that, period. The muddy middle goes to Amber. I've said that in a lot of places. 
And that's the reality of this particular court case. It's performative fandom, the whole thing, Brennan said, to finish off the article, right? To really frame out what's happening here. Brennan says, their expert, to finish this article, all of this really is, is performative fandom. All we're really talking about today, fans of Johnny Depp with their toxic fandom taking over the internet and making everybody's timelines just a little bit less awesome. And I don't believe that. I think the premise of this article is flawed, but wants to see the world through the same lens that Polygon has generally seen it. So that's our first article of the day. Uh, please leave your comments here. I'm going to try to pick up these chats. I'm going to try to pick up some super chats. Leave comments to the videos. These will, of course, be archived. Uh, but I wanted to bring that one up because it is in my wheelhouse. It is a publication that I'm regularly reading, either to do virtual legality episodes on or to see how they review uh, whatever video game they're reviewing. Very interesting kind of outlet there uh, to kind of baseline uh, some of your thoughts, either on opinion pieces or otherwise. Uh, and I'm going to hit some super chats after I get a little bit of water this morning. Uh, so we have uh, a few super chats to cover here. Thank you so much to everybody. And we'll do this, I think. So Jenny, morning from the UK. Good morning. I never realized my university semantics lecture would be so useful. Much love for what you guys are doing. I love it. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, Erica G, ugh, hog, why? I know. That's You don't even have, you have a, need the rest of the chat there. I, I know. Ugh, hog. It's early and now I'm watching YouTube rather than doing lawn work. Smiling, laughing, crying emoji. LawTube doesn't sleep. Well, I slept. I woke up. I came and did a stream. You know, it is what it is. Uh, Zachary McPherson, 700 watching, but only 70 likes. Come on, team. That is very nice of you to say in Super Chat. Yeah, I like to try to get to half of watching. So we got 1,600 people. If we could get to 800, that would be very, very cool. Uh, like, subscribe, share. YouTube loves all of that stuff. Uh, again, it's not even 9 in the morning. And there are 1,600 people watching this. So I'm very, very appreciative of all of you that have decided to spend some time with me here in virtual legality this morning. Magnus Prime, because Facebook and Twitter have never done anything wrong in their policing efforts at all. Tongue out, somewhat wacky emoji, right? So in that article, when they say, well, they need to be monitored more by Twitter and Facebook. And then, yeah, like all of their judgment is always accurate. A totally, a totally acceptable counter to that kind of claim uh, from Polygon. Uh, Rusty Robots, I keep saying no more pounds on chats, but can't let trial go without supporting you directly, hype man, Hogue. Thank you, Rusty Robots, I really appreciate it. LawTube wouldn't be the same. LNS all, virtual legality symbol, and then you know the, the scales of justice uh, symbol. Thank you so much, Rusty Robots, I appreciate it. Dana Perez, love the way you voice your thoughts. That is, that is very kind, that is very kind words, I appreciate it. Especially in legal bites, you make a great team. Lita's the best, isn't she? We're gonna we're gonna kill it in week five. Don't miss it. It's gonna be crazy. Elise Rose, perfect thing to listen to on a Saturday morning while I play Final Fantasy fourteen. That game's pretty cool. Also, am I the only one that thinks toxic fans have lost all meaning? I think it's overused, right? You've got a real boy who cried wolf situation. I think there can be toxic fandoms. I think they are worthy of being discussed. Uh, and I think if you discuss it in every instance where you simply disagree with what fans might otherwise be advocating for or doing, you wind up losing all of your ability to actually call out those situations where it might be worthwhile. Magnus Prime, I have Asperger's and tend to view the world through fandom and stories. And even I think this is too much. I love it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with fandom and stories. 
right? I love stories. I love narrative. The reason I do postmortems on this channel is because I love analyzing stories, even as I think they have gotten a little bit worse in terms of craftsmanship in the media that I'm otherwise enjoying. Just saw Dr. Strange uh, with my daughter yesterday, chaperoning a little bit. Uh, and uh, I, I really enjoyed the movie, but it still had underlying writing issues that I may or may not wind up talking about in this space. Let me know if you want to postmortem on Dr. Strange. Maybe I'll do it after the stream. Uh, I appreciate the super chat. Uh, Allison Laurie, paralegal student. Awesome. Paralegals, very, very helpful. How, uh, HW this week was pretrial prejudice and its impact on juries. Homework. Can headlines irreparably taint a jury pool? P.S. Go Michigan from Lansing. Love it. Go blue. Um, and go green. We can respect all of the, the big Michigan universities here. Um, yeah, I think headlines can. One of my big worries is that this has gotten so big on the internet. How in the world can the jury avoid even like the accidental link over this 10-day period? Right. I was seeing Amber Heard Johnny Depp references in video game previews. Uh, so I don't know how they could avoid it entirely uh, and whether or not every one of them will want to do so. So I think there's a real risk of that going forward. Definitely. Gio Rio, I wonder how much a PR team can have influence on these articles. Video game controller emoji. Yeah, I think that these articles started coming fast and furious. And I think there's a couple of reasons that you might argue that that happened. One, LawTube, streaming in general, has, has taken off. A lot of people are watching it. A lot of people are watching TikTok. A lot of people are watching Twitch, of course. Uh, and I think media notices that. The other thing is that it's the break week, right? So, you know, what are you going to talk about when the trial is also goosing your numbers if you're the Washington Post or the Guardian or the Polygon or wherever else we might find articles? Is that you go chase some of that yourself, but you want to stay a little bit high and mighty. You want to stay a little bit on your high horse. And you report on those damned TikTokers doing their streams, their Pinocchio noses and their underlying music. We don't have any music behind our articles. I don't even know how that would work. And so you report on those various things because that's how you can feel good about your particular brand. So I do think that's happening at least some respects. Uh, Leaf, imagine there were no cameras in the court on these journalists were our only source of trial information. And these journalists were our only source of trial information. They would control the narrative. Indeed, they would. Indeed, they would. It's all filtered. Right. One of the things that I always try to do in virtual legality in these videos, my other videos on the channel is try to find the primary source material. Right. I love the articles. I like analyzing how media reports on things, but I like to report on things myself. Uh, and so if you're going to talk to me about a court case and what something does or what a document says or otherwise, I always try to find the actual source material so that we can read it together. And then you can deal with my biases, my filters. Right. But you can at least get linked to the document yourself and make your own analysis. Because if this is for any reason at all, it's for people to be able to read these things and make their own decisions. You don't have to listen to Hogue. Hogue's just a guy. Hogue's just a guy just like any other author uh, uh, that's making these uh, outlets. And I have to tell you, I'm a little uncomfortable referring to myself in the third person. So we'll see, see if we keep that up. Don't know. Uh, but I'm just someone that is saying something and God, I want everybody to be able to make their own decisions and choices as to what that something is. That's how you get the most out of reading articles and out of experiencing all this stuff and, and learning and growing. So that's the dream to me. Uncivil law. Kurt, what are you doing? Kurt, you don't have to, you don't have to super chat here, Kurt. I appreciate it. Super chats are the best way to show love. Super chat today. Thanks, Kurt. I appreciate it. 
Cal Marie, longtime Johnny Depp fan, okay, started watching the trial to get facts rather than relying on a biased opinion. Stayed because LawTube is so informative and engaging. Well, thank you. Yeah, I came in knowing nothing about this, and I've enjoyed Johnny Depp in some movies, uh, but not a fan necessarily, like not uh, specifically a fan of Johnny Depp. Uh, and it's been very, very interesting to see this trial proceed because it had a lot of twists and turns that I already hadn't anticipated entering into week five. And I expect that we'll see more uh, for the next two weeks of the trial. And heck, we might see even one last one when the jury verdict comes in. Thank you so much for your super chat. Uh, CG, this article is like an Amber Heard story. Kernel of truth, wild exaggerations, and straight up lies. I, I tend to think that there are kernels of truth in what Amber Heard is saying. And I think part of the reason that I get so... Uh, upset, agitated uh, about the exaggeration that seems so clear to me is that it makes it very difficult to find those kernels of truth, right? I want to say, okay, what actually happened in these various instances? Uh, and it's very difficult to tell with all of that kind of overwrought uh, dialogue, narrative elements and, and discussion of things that seems just so exaggerative uh, to me. So thank you very much, CG, uh, for the super chat. And we have one last one before we proceed to the next article, which is actually more neutral uh, than some of the other articles we've covered in the space. Leon Homer, when they talk about toxic fans, to whom are they supposed to be toxic? The fans themselves, the target of their fandom, or to the public, maybe? Well, in general, Polygon and some various other gaming outlets use toxic fans to refer to a certain amount of entitlement over an artistic creation that they feel is unwarranted and that changes game development or publishing in some negative way, that they're whiny babies and they ask for things like a new ending for Mass Effect 3 uh, and the developers wind up capitulating to that in some fashion. How is that used with respect to the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial is a little bit more difficult of a question to answer. And this you can see from the lens of the world that Polygon uses is one of the issues that you have when you use only one specific lens uh, to see things. I guess I would say that they view the toxicity as harmful towards the system uh, and towards the allegations that Amber Heard has put forth, that there is a set, effectively a certain amount of toxicity that is, to the extent it exists, something like the opposite of Believe All Women, and that presents as a problem. Uh, and I think both of those sides of the, the equation are probably a problem, and, and that the judicial process uh, and going through actual evidence and investigation and questioning uh, is the proper course uh, for those things, but uh, Polygon obviously has its own thoughts on the matter. Thank you for the super chat. And with that said, we can move to our second article of the day. NBC News, YouTube creators are pivoting their videos to depth v. heard content and raking in millions of views. So I have some problems here with this headline. First of all, I have no videos on this channel that have millions of views. So I, I feel a little bit slighted here. Um, that said, I don't believe I actually pivoted uh, to Depp v. Heard. I started on this with Legal Bites uh, from day one. Uh, so we were covering that, whether nobody cared at all, uh, I was going to help uh, with that. And as it turns out, a whole lot of people cared. Uh, but what this story is going to be about, very separate from what we saw from Polygon, very separate from what we will see from Wired in our last article of the day, is this notion that people who don't otherwise have a high level of interest in this are essentially being directed by, I think, the evil algorithm, maybe a little bit, to do this kind of thing. And it's and it's a little bit an anti-algorithm article. We'll, we'll see how you feel about this. 
uh, because it's an interesting kind of take. And I was, I was happy, honestly, to read something that wasn't just a straight up attack piece when we're talking about these subjects. Uh, so the subheadline is Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial content is seeing a boost on platforms such as YouTube and TikTok, encouraging creators to pivot their usual format. Now I did pivot my usual format. So hello. Uh, welcome, everybody. We have almost 2000 people uh, watching right now in this pivoted format, not video on demand, a little live streaming uh, because my friend Alita encouraged me uh, to try some live streaming on my own. And honestly, it's a lot of fun. Jacob, 15, was making YouTube videos about the video game Elden Ring when he said a video about a different topic. The trial and actor Johnny Depp's defamation suit against his ex-wife Amber Heard popped up in the platform's recommended video feed. So the opening paragraph of this particular article is, I was just sitting there playing video games talking about my Elden Ring when, huh? YouTube put a video in front of me. Jacob, who spoke on the condition that his last name be withheld for privacy reasons, which is odd, we're going to talk about that in a second, said he noticed that the video had millions of views, but that the channel it came from had barely any subscribers. Maybe he's talking about the woodworking video from Rob, who knows? Jacob's own videos were getting only a few hundred views at the time, totally normal, by the way, so he decided to try to make a video about the celebrity defamation case instead. Within a week, Jacob's new content, often short compilations of clips from the trial set to royalty-free music, had over 10 million views. Now, like I said, this is a fairly neutral article, but even the presentment here, which is why I use the kind of unsolved mysteries voice here at the top, is odd. It's like, well, he, he doesn't really have any interest in this. He was doing some Elden Ring. That's a video game, very popular. Going to be game of the year in case you're interested in video games at all. Elden Ring will be game of the year uh, at the end of the year because basically every other video game of any kind of large scale has been kicked out of 2022 to 2023. Uh, so it will win game of the year, big deal. Elden Ring videos get a lot of play, moved over to this and found success. And, and as a guy that YouTubes a lot and talks about these things, I, he, he found something that was a market hole. People were interested in watching it. People were interested in engaging with that content. And so he created it. Uh, I just don't find a lot of negativity here, uh, but maybe you will. Maybe I'm reading it more neutrally than you might otherwise if you were looking at these articles. But that's the story. We'll see this throughout. Now, he's 15 years old, so it probably doesn't even need a last name. But withheld for privacy reasons uh, is a little bit odd to be requesting anonymity on this. There's nothing negative uh, about this specifically. I saw this Amber Heard trial, and I saw how people were blowing up off it. So I decided, you know what? I can probably try this too, Jacob said. I just started uploading on it, and it worked. Few, if any other topics, have captivated social media like the Depp Heard trial. Nope, we're not getting into kind of obsessed yet. Captivated, totally fine word. People are interested in this. Millions of views are happening. Billions of views are happening on various platforms. New And NBC News taking a kind of neutral approach to this particular article. Since it started last month, content about the trial has seemed to become unavoidable on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and other major platforms. That attention has in turn attracted content creators of all stripes, who are riding high on a potent combination of viewer interest and algorithmic boosts. I will tell you, YouTube likes my channel right now, presumably because I'm talking about these kinds of things. So that's not a wrong assertion. A wide variety of creators from makeup artists, comedians, and true crime podcasters to K-pop fans, musicians, and movie reviewers have pivoted to covering the Depp trial. Six creators, including Jacob, said in interviews that the pivot allowed them to reach audiences of millions on YouTube and TikTok. Again, come on, guys, you know. Hit me with a million view video, you know. <laughs> In any event, while we're looking at this particular topic, you see this question of pivoting. 
right? If there is a negative association in this article, it's the notion that people otherwise don't want to be doing what they're doing, but are responding to what I think would be argued are negative incentives here. Oh, and by the way, I, I do see this. I, I agree that a 15-year-old being cautious, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a little bit unusual, not from their perspective. It's a bit unusual from the journalist's perspective uh, because there isn't a great reason to give anonymity here. And we'll see that the other people speaking on this are also anonymous. Uh, so it creates a little bit of um, ambiguity when it would be unusual for an article of this type. But I take your point very well uh, and say, yes, the, the, the youngsters here who don't want to give their last names totally get it. Totally get that completely. Um, so that's the state of play uh, in this article. And this is going to proceed, right? And we start with Syabra, a disinformation monitoring platform. Pause, right? <laughs> Pause. Like Zach Morrison said by the bell, I just timed out there. Uh, a disinformation monitoring platform is who you went to to talk about this particular question and then frame themselves as a disinformation monitoring platform. Man, I'm going to do a video at Virtual Gality about quote unquote disinformation at some point soon because it's a very interesting aspect of social media technology and honestly politics uh, that I'd prefer to avoid uh, at that level. Uh, but we will see the fact that this jumps out and says what you analyze, analyze more than 2300 Twitter profiles, really more than 2300. Uh, good on you, I guess, uh, that have talked about the trial and found that 93 percent were in support of death. Now, this is very amusing to me. Right. So if you go and you look at my tweets. I have a question to this monitoring platform. I have tweets that talk about this trial. I have talked about this trial for four weeks. Are my tweets, quote unquote, in support of DEP at this point, from what I have said now, May 14th, 2022? I would be willing to bet that they would be framed that way, even though when you're talking about disinformation or trying to figure out zeitgeist kind of information, I would say that that's in response to the evidence that has been presented, right? That's in response to my reactions to the trial. The trial is supposed to be leaning you in one direction or another. Uh, and that's a response to that. So if it's 93%, yes, maybe there's fandom, there's toxic fandom like Polygon might describe as part of this, of course. But maybe it's also people that are looking at the situation and saying, well, Johnny Depp's case is better than I thought. Uh, and I think to discount that is maybe doing a little bit of harm to the narrative. I don't say that for this NBC News article. I actually think, as I said, they do a good job. Uh, but I did notice this when we were going through. YouTube and TikTok didn't respond to questions posted, posed in emails. Sure. I think a huge part of it is due to the fact that Johnny Depp has a huge base fan base already present, considering he's one of the most famous actors in the world, said Jazz21, who runs TikTok and Twitter fandom accounts from Singapore that usually focus on superheroes and K-pop. Fair enough. Jazz, who exchanged direct messages on the condition that her last name be withheld for privacy reasons. So this person is 21, said her content about the trial is getting way more attention than anything she posts, despite the sizable presence of K-pop and superhero fans on social media platforms. Creators said the frenzied environment around the celebrities and the trial has allowed them to rake in millions of views on channels and accounts that had only a handful of viewers just a few weeks ago. And this is why I think it's actually worthy of news. I think this is why I like this coverage more than some of the other ones. That's actually really, really interesting, right? Pretend you weren't interested in Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard at all, or Hogla, or virtual legality, or what have you. It is really interesting to have the concept that tiny channels change over to a different subject, and if you do it right and you catch the wave, 
that their channels blow up instantly and how that algorithmic effect might change the way that we actually report on or otherwise react to events in real life. So I, I like that as a news item. I think that's very interesting. Uh, and I think that um, NBC is doing an okay job here. Sophie Helton, who did give her last name, a TikTok creator and artist who has made a viral pro-Dep video said taking Depp's side is the popular opinion on social media. We saw that from the, the fact here that they gave from the disinformation analysis platform. It has been, I would say, about 99% positive and in favor of Mr. Depp. And for Ms. Hurd, I feel like it has just been an outpouring of honestly taunting, Helton said. The only people who are in support of her, if they comment something about being in support of her, everyone descends on them and tears them apart. If you do support her, you have a lot of people who hate you. And I think that's probably an accurate quote. I, I, I think anytime that I say on Legal Bites that I'm trying to keep an open mind with respect to Amber Heard, I sometimes get a few messages in the chat on that particular topic, et cetera. So I do think that there are very vociferous fans uh, of, of Johnny Depp and or very vociferous people who believe that the evidence is already borne out that Johnny Depp is right. And again, those people largely have seen more than I have seen with respect to the information that's out there, right? I'm limiting my information to what is actually presented at trial. And so you do get some of that uh, animosity back. And that's a very interesting aspect in and of itself. It doesn't make everybody fans necessarily, but it is kind of facts that we should take under advisement. While some creators are trying to make money from their videos, others have held off saying that they make content about the trial because it's important to them. Hang on, I have a few super chats to answer at this point. Uh, in the article, uh, Leon Homer A.H. pivoted to defame J.D. to be able to get an article into the Washington Post. Yeah, I think so. Thank you for the super chat. Babylonia Rising, here's a wild theory. Names withheld because these aren't real people. They're a composite fiction designed to sell a narrative friendly to the Peacock's advertisers. Winky face emoji. That's a conspiracy theory. Hello, Nate. How are you doing this morning? Oh, I got, I got no, I got no mic, Nate. That might be StreamYard. Right. I'm, I'm back now. Hey, Nate. How you doing? I was all right. I was trapped in the back. I was like, I'm backstage. I'm trapped. Help me. Oh, Help I get. I'm always bad at that. I get on a roll. I get on a roll. I start talking about these things. I'm sorry. How long did I keep you back there? I apologize. Nah, nah, I was. It was like five minutes. But I, I was oh, actually. No. I was actually interested in, in this part of the article that you were reading. I, I thought it was oh, fascinating because yeah. I think they are right. I, I think um, the way we cover it, public perception does make a difference on how you cover a story. You know. Yeah. Um, and and. And some, but sometimes our biggest story um, have been us going against the mainstream media narrative, and we've taken a lot of hits for it. Rittenhouse, the U.S. Soccer, I can just continue to name them all. So, yeah, and I think that happens too. And, and there has to be a willingness to kind of take that heat, which I think we're good at. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's I, I, this article is one of those. I want to try to make you know more articles that we cover in this space that aren't just you know, me ripping apart whatever assumptions <laughs> are, are, are made in the article. I think this one presents some interesting information uh, that I hadn't really thought about too much. I did want to make the segue from many people aren't asking for money directly to Super Chats because I found that amusing. Uh, but, you know, hey, uh, five bags of popcorn. <laughs> Sup, sweetie. Smiley face. Hey. I think that's to you, Nate. Hey, what's going on? Five bags of popcorn. I need some popcorn. <laughs> Gio Rio. When you wouldn't watch any social media as jurors going just to the supermarket, what paper mag headlines are there now in eyesight in the U.S.? <laughs> right? 
Yeah, all the jurors mm-hmm. have to use shipped. They can't. They're not allowed to leave their house. Uh, they can't turn anything on at all. Uh, and they just have to sit in the corner and and hum quietly to themselves. I mean, it's it's a crazy social media situation right now uh, with with the coverage of this case. Um, and I know you've been doing a lot of coverage of this case, Nate. Um, and do you? Am I right in thinking it's nine a.m. here on Saturday? That you have a, another a video? Uh, is it an objection game video lined up for today? Oh yeah, nine, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock tonight. We, I don't know if you're stopping by, but we're doing the. the I'll, 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 I'll try. Of it. Yeah, and, and it's not. You don't have to do alcohol. We can, you know, tea, whatever. We, we're going to be playing objections and seeing if uh, the lawyers can actually win once just clean. Because every time it's either a tie or it's just really close, so we're going to see if we can just take take one out tonight but yeah i'm telling you i think the crowd should just you know do do trials at this point (laughs) you just have crowdsourced objections like twitch plays pokemon and just pops up when it crosses a threshold of votes and uh you know we'll 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 see how they do i'm I'm all for it that's that that's dystopian i think we can do a black mirror episode on that oh yeah that'd be Uh, great that'd be that'd be great Uh, so this, this article only has a few things left to say, and primarily here we're in the portion where they're talking about money. We, we find ourselves talking about uh, Haider Ali, another YouTube creator who has pivoted to trial coverage. Ali said he is a victim of domestic violence and has been encouraged by the significant number of people who believe Depp. Before the trial, Ali posted guitar covers on YouTube to an audience of hundreds. Now his videos about Depp and Heard have millions of views, which is just super interesting about how quickly the algorithm and the bots and these platforms can move things around. Um, A few days ago, Ali said he also became eligible to join YouTube's partner program and start earning money off ads shown in his videos. However, he said he does not plan to monetize his videos about the trial. My main goal for posting these videos was not to get fame or to gain any financial freedom or anything like that. My hope was to basically have a small community where we could talk about what was happening in this trial, but the response has been quite stunning. That's the end of their article. You see their slug line at the end and compare it to the guardian and washington post and kotaku and polygon this is an article that's essentially the kind that i like this is effectively curious right mm-hmm. it's like this is a weird thing that's happening that people are so darn interested in this and youtube is pushing it and TikTok and twitch and facebook and here are the interesting people that made elden ring videos or guitar covers and the, the legitimacy that NBC News gives at the end there about this person who is a male says they were, had domestic violence issues and wants to go out there and have this community to talk about the trial with is such a neutrally kind of here are the people, here's the story. And it it shouldn't come across as such a surprise right? like I shouldn't be here telling you like, mm-hmm. wow, that was refreshing, but it was based on everything else that I'm reading to research and prepare these, these videos and these sessions, there is so much that just wants to insert itself into the story from the media or the author's perspective. This was really nice. Uh, Nate, what, what did you think of this um, and, uh, and, and certainly the ending and everything else that you might have heard while I had you trapped in a cage backstage? Well, when you first... The first part of the article, obviously, it's kind of just laying out the facts. And I think there's a lot of truth in it in the sense of um, as content creators a lot of people don't realize that youtube changed its business model um and with that we kind of had to change how we do things and as a for a quick explanation back in the day when you subscribed to a channel there was no bell so you subscribed and everything that creator did got you you know you you got notified of so it was great because the content creators who had a million subscribers they it was easier for them to grow because 
whoever was when you were subscribed to them that that was the person who's like it was like that was one of your channels like you know if you if you had the old tv and you just have a channel that was one of your channels but youtube decided hey let's change that let's now make the content creators chase stories so what they did was is that you subscribe to somebody you may get a notification if you click the bell but sometimes you don't so what happens is youtube has the algorithm search for stories that you may like so if i'm doing a story that you don't like even if you're subscribed to me you may not see my video but if someone else like this guitar guy does a video on Johnny Depp and you and that's something you're interested in, they're going to show you his video. And that's kind of the way it rolls. So it, it kind of forces us as creators to say, hold on, people aren't interested in this topic. Even if I'm interested in it, I can do it. But yeah. but I have to now also cover the things that people are interested in. So the algorithm can at least put me out because for, for you to get the stuff that you're not interested in as of right now, I got to show you stuff that you are interested in to try to get you in there. You know, almost, almost like a clickbait thing. So so that's I kind of I kind of think the way YouTube is now forces us to chase stories like this. But you understand what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, I, I think what you get um, and I, I'm never very good at it. I have to be honest with you in terms of titling or even topic selection is uh, what I find is that you just go through periods of YouTube liking you. That's how I tend to call it and not liking you. Uh, yeah. And for me, it's a bit accidental, right? I'm going to cover what I cover because I have to have uh, like a personal interest in this. Uh, and I, to, because making a video is hard work is I, yeah, I don't need to tell you guys that. Um, and so I do it. I work it within my, my work day and my client needs and everything else. And I put it out there and sometimes it's super popular because it hit, and sometimes it's not. And if you have a super popular video, YouTube likes you on like the rest of your videos. It like <laughs> filters through uh, for a week or whatever the time frame yeah. is. And right now, all the lights are on for, you know, Hoaglaw and, and Rick Hogue and Richard Hogue and those things. And you can see the lights. Uh, and it's like, OK, so right now YouTube likes me. Um, and, and you go and you, you follow through with that as, as much as you can um, for stuff that you are interested in. And that's where Hangouts and Headlines came from is, all right, I, I'm, I'm liked right now because I'm talking about you know, Depp and Heard, how do I do that in a virtual legality landscape that I'm interested in? Uh, and that's me talking about media coverage. Um, and so since we do so much messaging and, and talking about coverage in general uh, in virtual legality proper, the, the, the video on demand videos, this was a natural fit. And I'm very happy that, you know, this is, I think, the fifth video in seven days or something oh, wow. uh, in this space because I'm enjoying these conversations and I love talking to people about this stuff. But yeah, I mean, after this trial, you know, YouTube's going to do whatever it does with my channel and, and we'll figure it out from there. But yeah, there's 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 an incentive to do those kinds of things. And, I, and I'd be willing to bet the algorithm keeps track of you a little bit. I, Nate, if you threw down a women's soccer video on random something, I assume you'd get some help from the algorithm right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but that, yeah. But that's that's because, you know, uh, the topic I'm, I'm kind of an algorithm knows. If yeah. this person puts you're the, a video you're the out soccer on this guy. topic, I'm the women's soccer guy. Right. Yeah. And and it's interesting because um. It's one of those it's one of those things where as a creator you have to kind of know your audience and then you have to kind of know the story and to take a chance because let's say if i want to take a chance and go pro amber hurt which you know which well I that's could. what you're known for nate i mean i already know by, that about by the you. way good morning since i've been here for a little bit now well, <laughs> well, Kirk, you right put, here. i put yeah. you right in there your logo is up there i, I know i was just waiting I, for a moment to get i will the conversation. i will introduce you <laughs> everybody <laughs> Kirk, a little bit of the Kirk. Nathan hoke hour for, for for a little minute even though i've been sitting here backstage with my oh my icon god on. you see this this yeah. is what i put up with behind the scenes at, at law tube right no. yeah. we got kurt trying to push his way in we got nate no it's my it's entirely my fault because i'm just not used to the thing is, you get on a roll. You're hitting stars. You're moving yeah. things around. And the one thing that's kind of random is like a box popping up in, in the mm -hmm. interface. 
Uh, and so it's just not where my eyeline was going. Uh, so I apologize, Kurt. Kurt, good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning. I've been enjoying your article very much, and I'm looking forward to mm. reacting to the Polygon article later myself because that's just so much BS. I'm going to have a lot of fun with that one. Yeah, do the Polygon article, and I'll, I'll retweet it, definitely. Um, yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, and, man, if you like that Polygon one, we're going to have fun on the third article. Oh, really? <laughs> More content for me. Yeah, because yeah, I, no, I, I really enjoyed taking the Guardian to task. And so it looked yes. like I could take Polygon to task. And, hey, it's just more videos for me. I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> See, we're, we're giving the Guardian and others the wrong incentives, others. right? Because like we all jumped no, no, on I, it. You, no, I'm giving them you, exactly you the right incentives. I'm giving exactly the right incentives. <laughs> Produce stuff so I can react to it and make mockeries <laughs> of you. That's fantastic. Yes, and please do continue to use full video titles and preferably channel names and links. Channel names and links. Yeah, channel names and links. Remember to subscribe while you're there. Yeah. You know what? No, no. It's, uh, it, it's good stuff, Kurt. I am glad to have you here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I think we're going to do a couple super chats. Uh, then Ooh. we're going to do this third article, which is actually a third and fourth article. Uh, you, you, you all, if you haven't seen these, maybe you've seen them already. Uh, you're going to, you're going to have before, fun with these ones. Before, before uh, we hit the super chats, I, yes. I did want to mention one, Please. one last thing about the guardian and the inside of yeah. and even this one. The one thing I do want to mention, I, there's a point that they're all making about what's going to happen to us after the trial and how channels blow up and die off of stories. Yep. And that's also the fear. That was the fear with me with US Soccer. It's the fear with, I think, a lot of us when it comes to this case, is that you have you have this swell of support because everybody's interested, and then your regular content, nobody's interested in, and you die again. So, so, so you want to kind of ride the wave. And I think this um, these articles also point to that phenomenon. And it's, it's, a kind of, it's a kind of foreshadowing to say, we should start thinking about how to keep you guys, the, the public engaged, in these things, so like for instance, reading these articles is something that Hogue is going to do. Maybe We're doing headlines articles and stuff. I mean, he headlines. Yes. yes. We're doing um, headlines and, and that type of thing. So yeah. So hopefully, people are like this. Where I think a lot of these these other um, smaller creators, like this guy who got a hundred couple of hundred subs, now yeah. is up to like a couple of hundred thousand. But those subs aren't in it for what he does. They're in it for what he's saying now, and that's going to be the difference. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I don't know if you read that insider article. Yeah. Uh, that we did, uh, we talked about yesterday. Uh, but yeah, it's that was that was where I thought things got really shade filled and negative, yeah. which is why it was such an odd poll to bring in Emily and Alita. It's like, yeah. um, their stuff is gonna be fine uh, afterwards, yeah. Emily yeah. was fine before, and so was Alita, they were fine before, and they're gonna be fine after. Yeah. I think they're, they're, they're talking about the, the, the this guy, the, in yes. the NBC News, the 100, you know, I got 100 subs playing a guitar, and now I'm talking about Johnny Depp. You know that's that's different. How do you you know how do you go back to just playing guitar again? So his whole channel's got to change, or he's yeah. or it's going to die. Yeah, and I, I think that that that's definitely part of the focus. And then if you're if you're a content creator, you're plan you're trying to plan around that as best you can. Yeah. Um. You know that's why this is headlines and hangouts and not you know depth v heard forever. <laughs> um. And I will tell you this, Nate. I I don't know whether you've ever had the same issue. Probably I would guess. Uh, but, you know, I do a lot of video game videos. I did video on demand. I had a very specific format that people enjoyed. We were growing. You know, we had, before any of this started, we had more than uh, 60,000 subscribers, mm -hmm. which is very cool. Um, but then I got a lot of comments that were like, what, what are you doing? Why are you streaming things? Why are you talking about this court case? Uh, and kind of synergizing the channel around. This is still the same thing. This has always been me talking about business and law mm -hmm. and legal concepts through other stories that people are interested in because I find that to be the most useful way to talk about these yes. things. 
Um, and that's all, that's the same ethos, right? It's the same yes. premise in this Amen. video and in those videos. But I, I've been, I've been trying to be like, this is, we're going to grow as a channel. We're going to grow together. Tell me what you don't like, but we're going to have to make decisions on things going forward. Of course. Uh, because you have to always be advancing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you have to, all oh, you have to keep things fresh and new. We, you know, we, and a lot of people don't really understand the, we teach the law through the experience of others as uncivil law says we learn through the misfortunes, the misfortunes of, others. of others yes but those experiences <laughs> for instance people are learning about objections now legal objections then they never knew it people know defamation the elements of defamation like the back of their hand right millions of people now know defamation they know um virginia what's it called the jury instructions like people have yeah. been so so much they, they've 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 now understood the law from a from an aspect that they would never have right you have literally attorneys explaining every legal little aspect and little nook and cranny so you so you can't you wouldn't be able to get this content anywhere but you can get it here because and we're telling you shit that's easy that 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 i'm sorry part part the french we're telling you stuff that <laughs> <laughs> the law tube is so funny with this particular rule first of all i i'm, I'm really only looking for the big ones uh, all right okay. i'm like all right uh. <laughs> I, I no, I forgot. I forgot because I'm so I'm so loosey goosey with it. Totally sometimes. okay, Nate. But I'm like, oh shit. I, I love I'm, it. I'm, I, now I'm like, all right. Now you're in your head. No, no, no more, no more curses. No more curses. Now you're all in right. your head. It's all totally fine. All totally fine. Uh, no but, curses, you say? Well, do I yeah, yeah. for you? He had Emily on I here. Heard, I have I the like, over we, here, man. <laughs> we're going. We're going crazy. Oh, no. uh, but you know what? One thing I, the best thing that come out of this trial, though, to be honest with you is the fact that I think LawTube has grown and we all, I think, have become really a lot closer because of this, right? Like, like I, I just yeah. like hanging out with you guys. I like reading the law and I like discussing these, yeah, these fascinating topics. It's and the fun. fact that other people like us, like watch us do it, makes it even more, you know, more great. It, it's it's so fantastic. It is fun. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm enjoying it thoroughly uh, with all of you as well. And that's that's part of the enjoyment is you, you throw up the link and if people show up, it's it's even more fun. Uh, otherwise, you get to hear me, you know, rant about uh, uh, articles straight through. Uh, but I've been having fun with that too. So you know, uh, winner winner for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, and I did see I missed one of the super chats. I'm gonna try to grab it here. I apologize. Super chats. Uh, Secret Squirrel. Could any of this style of news be trying to set up a jury tampering situation by her PR team? I don't think so. That's pretty mm. 40 chess. Uh, but I think they are trying to get out there in front of the negative situation that Amber Heard finds herself in online, right? If we take those stats that we saw in this article as sacrosanct, that there's like 93% plus pro Johnny Depp in the in social media, and I don't think we should take it as sacrosanct, by the way, I, I don't, I don't. Uh, but if that is the case, that is something the PR team has to react to. And so one of the things you do is you discount the people that are potentially building that, right? You, you go out there and you get articles that say, ah, these guys are flashes in the pan. You shouldn't listen to them. Oh, look at these TikTok crazies. That Twitch <laughs> guy has a cry counter. You put all these things together and say, they're all one bucket and you should throw them in the bin. And I vociferously disagree with that as a premise, as you heard me say, with the Guardian article and the Insider article and other articles already in the space in just a week. But... I think that's the real mission is to say this stuff that you're hearing from these people who might seem smart aren't don't listen to them. And that's, mm -hmm. I think that's the ultimate drive there. Sorry. I missed that secret mix squirrel who is also a mod here and is doing just fantastic work all the time. And I, <laughs> um, 
So uh, let's see. We have a few more super chats. Then we'll get to the articles that are really going to upset all of you. Get excited. Um, <laughs> let's do it. Alex Lopez, IYO, how fair has mainstream been? Re-law to. All right. I need help on um, they, I think in, in your opinion. In your opinion. Thank you. Oh, uh, uh, you're booming out on us. I boom out. out all the time. I, could, I almost read that as EO. <laughs> EO. I like it. This is, I need you guys. I see. I think people don't realize I might be the oldest law tube member. We would have to, we'd have to compare ages at some point. Mm. I think I might be the oldest. Um, so, how fair is mainstream men read law tube? Kurt, Nate, any opinions there before I go on a screed? <laughs> You do you got you do you, Rich. <laughs> well, I mean, I, so here's the deal, right? I think LawTube has come up in these places very specifically, like a scalpel, because they know they mm -hmm. can't just disparage LawTube, right? Yeah. We've got legal degrees. We're not generally saying things that are just crazy, um, yeah. or, or, mm -hmm. or going off, or mocking, or doing these things that they want to put us in the bucket in. So what you see is this guilt by association. That insider article is crazy. Because they take Alita and Emily and they say, wow, look at these people. Don't mention that Alita's a lawyer, I don't think. Uh, and then say, wow, all of these other people are also crazy. It's the same thing The Guardian does. Hey, look, at there's a Pinocchio video and there's like these crazy things over here. And also Rob, who, you know, made a bed and hit it. <laughs> Rob does. Um, and you look at that and it's that guilt by association. And I hate that in basically every form of argument. But here... It's all these kinds of side attacks because the real growth, the real risk is that, you know, we all have a million subscribers at the end of this. And we talk about things in a way that is hopefully unbiased and are able to have that conversation without kind of a gatekeeping functionality. Hey, Mike, how are you doing this morning? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Saturday morning. Fired I up. I had breakfast watching Kurt's thing on this. You he did? Oh, Oh, you thought, yeah, yeah, the, the, the Guardian article. That yeah, was taking down yeah. the Guardian. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. The, the uh, they're, they're, they're spectating, and then they're commenting on what they're spectating. I, I know, it got me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. yep. That Guardian yeah. article is a piece of work. You play you uh, play the drinking time drinking game where every time I say the word public, you take a shot. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I'm teasing it too much, but the third article actually references the Guardian article positively. Oh, and why can't we oh, follow that enjoy. article? You're teasing us to death here, man. I know. Oh, bring it up. So, this, one, this last one's so bad. And it was found Ooh. by Emily Baker. So we got the whole team together on this third article. If you tease uh, me, you got to please me, baby. Yes. Well, we will get there in just a second. 918, girl. I mean... Why does anyone make any content ever? <laughs> Crying, laughing emoji. Uh, yeah, to, 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 to meet people, to actually inform them, to talk with the community, etc. of course. Magnus Prime, a Twitch Pokemon-style mock trial could be fun. I totally oh, yeah. want Twitch plays yeah. objections. Twitch, I Twitch want plays Twitch plays objections. objections. That sounds good. <laughs> uh, Melika Mercifian, 9 p.m. That's at Nate's channel. Nate the lawyer, lots and lots of tea. I mean a lot of tea. Tea everywhere, <laughs> tea all over the place. Or... But not as not as much tea uh, as you can find at the Dragon's Treasure, which <laughs> makes the best tea. Discount code Amber Turd. I don't have a sponsorship <laughs> with them. Well, you know, I can throw. They know where to find me. I, I can throw a little Alita love, you know, on your channel too. So you know, hey, that's what I'm doing. Why not? I like I like the Dragon's implication. Treasure. I like the implication that I am not regularly throwing Alita love. 
on my on my channel. Alita is taken care of, Kurt. Yeah, I think she's all right. <laughs> I, I, I think she's. I okay. don't want to step on your toes, then. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Go, Gooberpotamus, cowboy hat backstage. I got you, Kurt. I got yep. you, Kurt. I got Mike really fast because I saw him yes. come in. So yeah, well, I guess well. I like him best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Elenia Elisi, being objective can lead to the truth. Sometimes the truth isn't in line with what you want to believe. This case is jarring and uncomfortable for most of us. But the facts are the facts. Shrug emoji. That's the truth. I, I will tell you, as I've said before, I know people have heard me say it. Opening statements. I, I watched opening statements and said, oh, this is going to get so ugly. This is such a this is such a bad situation. Uh, and I don't know how much I want to watch of this. And there were there have been court trial streams where I have stopped and I went to my wife and I said, all right, uh, we, we need a hug. Uh, <laughs> it's it's that kind of testimony some of these days. Uh, but yeah, however you wind up going through this, the truth is the truth. Whatever happened, happened. Unfortunately, the legal process is not perfect at discovering that, but hopefully it gets us a little bit closer. Thank you for the super chat. Wendy's Cafe, good morning, gents and logo of the scales of justice. Congrats on making it to the big times. Anytime MSM mentions someone, you know you've hit the big times. Crying, laughing emojis, rolled over, straight up, all kinds of emojis. Thank you so much, <laughs> Wendy's Cafe. You know, while I have you all here, oh, yes. okay, read, the, read this last super chat because I want I want to I want to show this you guys is, all. This something. is not the last super chat, but I. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, it, well, it's it's a quick tutorial. Quick tutorial. Here, here's, yeah. here's, if you can just share this. This is for uh, you sure. particularly. Law talk with Mike and uncivil law because for some reason you guys lock me in the back all the time. So this is how not to find how not to do this. Okay. You go here to see settings because this is this is your this is the back end. You go to settings and you'll have this. The, the dialog box comes up and then go to guests and click check this where it says um get what's it called? Um place a sound when guests enter. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. And if you just check that, then every time a guest enter, it's gonna you're gonna hear a sound, and no one will be trapped in the closet. Thank you. Anymore. I needed that, Nate. I have checked that. <laughs> I have checked that. So now last night too, but like I, I've missed people because they're sitting low on on your screen, and you just yeah. Don't there. So, and Nate, that way I have it, I have checked it. that box. So now you know if you're backstage, <laughs> it's intentional. <laughs> No, because it happened with Mike. It happened with potentially criminal. I'm like, I'm in the back. I'm in the back. <laughs> I have added the sound. It is. Well, it, le it legitimately is just not where your eye line is yeah. as you're rolling through all the various things you're doing at the same time. So uh, I've added the sound, and I will try to be better at that. Thank you for the tutorial, Nate. Nate is constantly in Hangouts and Headlines giving me tech advice and walking me through like, I, I, I'm going to ask you, Nate, if, if potentially if I have to, you know, where is the turn off Super Chats button? Can you just turn it off at the channel level and not blow everything up? Yeah, uh, you can. Yeah, well, that's what you do. Yeah. We all need it. You, so who was it? Uh, uh, Alita got me into the Twitter. And I mean, for all of you out there, the, the, the LawTube Twitter feed is is a flaming mess. It's hilarious. It's good times. <laughs> People think we're very coordinated, Mike, is we the joke. People we think we have this, that. this very coordinated <laughs> approach to this. Nope. That's why we're so successful. Nope, it is a tire fire. Yes, behind <laughs> the scenes, there's a lot of, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> No, and I'll just be like, here's seven minutes. Here's a seven minutes heads up. Show us what you want. Uh, uh, Renee B, isn't reporting on what people are interested in exactly what the media does? They hope. One would imagine. I mean, one would this, imagine. Is one, this is one of my criticisms of the uh, Guardian article, too. It's like, yeah, not like the you know other media have ever tried to tailor their content to what their audience might like so they can sell more. 
That's know. the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> that is the dream. Yeah. Uh, why is this only bad when it's content creators? Exactly. Exactly. And I, I do think NBC just kind of slightly implies a negativity and then and mostly stays neutral. I, I think we have to give credit where it's deserved. Yeah. I think that article doesn't really go across the line. Um, and so that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to highlight it. Uh, Heather King, I believe I heard that Kurt was single. How's about Ooh. it? I don't think I've ever dated one as difficult as I am. <laughs> Sly emoji. Well, Heather King, <sighs> you know where to like and subscribe to Kurt's channel. <laughs> Kurt's what? being Mr. Modest today. Yes, Kurt is single. It's Kurt, don't be Mr. Modesty, man. <laughs> this issue is essential, not just for women, but for every victim of DV, regardless of their gender. Journalism is about finding the truth and writing about it, but now it seems it is just self-serving. I, I, I think so. The opinion pieces are always something different, and it's arguable whether they are appropriate, honestly, for news gathering sources at the same time. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. It should be regardless of gender. The laws are written that way. The Constitution requires them to be interpreted that way. And we should be moving forward looking at things on as best of an even basis as we can. And if there's anything useful about this case, I think it is that yes. uh, that that Johnny Depp clearly had a different relationship than was implied by what you might have known before the trial. Eleni Alessi, the media coverage is par for the course. I hate to say in some respects you're right, but I try. I want I want it to be better. I, I like news. <laughs> you all have been really fair. Fair. I don't know. But yeah, they're just helping you with exposure. Lol. I agree. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. Certainly they are. Look, yeah. look at Lauren Lumber. He got got that, you know, after <laughs> the, the, the video yeah. is literally posted in the article. It's like, yeah. Lauren right. Lumber. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is just how easy it is. You put up yeah. a video, get a million views, no problem. <laughs> Stopped reading mainstream media during the motion to dismiss. LawTube explained legal process rationally and calmly and media misrepresented to sensationalize. I want real info. It's on YouTube. So I am here. And yeah, the, the media wanted to make a big deal out of my god amber heard is moving to dismiss and it's like uh, I don't, it's yeah, always like this is every, literally every always trial. Yeah. Not normal <laughs> and that's, that's the thing look i'm a practicing attorney i've been doing it for 25 years i get on this stream i don't even do this like this particular thing but i'm on with a bunch of other attorneys let me tell you it's a hell of a lot more informative than anything i've ever read in the in the media <laughs> during my yeah. career i've had them cover my cases and it's laughable it's laughable they know nothing uh it, literally if you want to be informed uh, hanging out uh, on legal bites and watching this trial is a is a much better bet than any of these outlets. It just is. Yep, I don't disagree. See us on legal bites on Monday. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's the truth. Meniski, someone wise once told me to let evil prevail. All you have to do is keep silent. We have to yes. do our best to support all victims, regardless of their gender. Absolutely, mm -hmm. every single victim deserves redress. Deserves the law taking them seriously and hopefully finding some of that. Uh, through the judicial process. Absolutely. Carlos Estrada, these media garden tools, I appreciate that, are dishonest and angry. They're not getting the clicks they want. They would do anything. Look at the Drew Barrymore skit. I don't know that one. So Drew Barrymore, um, she was talking about the trial, and she was yeah. just like, oh, these two people are horrible. This is ridiculous. This is just so sensational. But um, so the so her fans or or some people in the media said that she wasn't being sensitive enough to a sensitive issue as domestic violence. She shouldn't have been having fun with it. So she that had to come out and apologize of, for that. 
there does seem to be a lot of moralistic preening coming out as one of the stances taken uh, oh, in yeah. the last week. As always, always, that's the first uh, the, the first play. <laughs> but the thing is, is that um, like like I always push back one is that I've watched like you guys probably every moment of the trial with some, with, you know, just maybe missing some pieces because, you know, went to the bathroom or something. But generally I watch, I've watched every moment of the trial. So my opinion isn't just one of just like, I just dislike Amber Heard or dislike victims. My opinion. And I think all of our opinions who've been watching it is like, we've looked at the evidence. We're gauging mm-hmm. her credibility just like mm-hmm. anybody else. And we're making comments on things that we've seen. So, you know, when I say I don't believe her, it's not because, I just have an affinity not to believe victims of domestic violence. I don't believe the story she's telling based on the evidence that's been presented at trial. In that's this essentially instance, what it is. Yeah. That's that a trial is an evaluation of this instance and this evidence. And that's, that's to me the difficulty. I don't know if you were on yet of, you know, treating things as referenda on, yeah. you know, social movements. Like that's the risk is that you don't want to base that kind of concept political or not on what happened on a plane flight between Boston and LA in 2014. That is, mm-hmm. that is different. I, I'll, I'll push back a little bit on that okay. one because the Me Too movement has at least extensions of the ideas of believe all women or believe all survivors. And even to some degree, there were people calling against the concept of due process sure. for cases of domestic violence or even, you know, uh, you know, on campus incidents. Yeah, you're seeing that like in that. Title IX stuff. Title IX space, I hear you, so. So I, I, I think it is a, a, at least a partial rebuttal to that because it's mm. like, well, you know, uh, believe all women, uh, believe all survivors. Like, well, this is exactly why this is a bad plan. This is exactly why due process is a good plan because yeah, of but this. Kurt, does that change if that we, we somehow find a hidden video that shows Johnny Depp did kick her in the back in 2014 on a flight from Boston to L.A.? No. It like, just... That's the risk you have with associating a political movement to a trial. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, either way, it's going to break one way or the other. I mean, in the in that event that that happens, do you think that the Me Too movement will spend like even one second thinking about whether or not to capitalize on that fact? Of course not. They're going to use it and say, like, "Yep, see, this just proves that women can't get a break." Then, but I'm against survivors. both. Yeah. I'm equal yeah. opportunity on this. I'm no, against both sides no, doing that. I'm I'm on the mutually assured destruction side. Let's go. Okay. No, I mean, we just disagree on philosophy there. I mean, that's totally yeah, fine. That's fine. Uh, but I, I am. Nuke them all and let God sort it out. Yeah, I, I, I'm disagree. I, I got to disagree with the Kirk because I think the overgeneralization is, is the piece that's getting me. The, the, the fact of the matter is, is that if, if we want to have a contextualized conversation, we do have to understand at one point in time, 30 years ago, maybe even 40 years ago, women weren't believed. Let, let's just not let's just not kid ourselves. Right. W- women weren't believed. And. And over time, that's changed, right? And the Me Too movement was, I think, the exacerbation of that, right? The Harvey Weinstein, the Bill Cosby. You know, 40 women had to accuse Bill Cosby before people started taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. All these women had to come out and accuse Harvey Weinstein. So that, I think, was, is what the movement was about, is that we have serious predators out there who everyone know, everyone knew Harvey Weinstein. Everybody in Hollywood say, we knew Harvey Weinstein was a predator and was still allowed to happen. So I think that is what the Me Too movement was really trying to, to suss out. But it became a political movement for votes. And then during that political yep. movement, then you had those extremes. Believe all women, no matter what, due process. And I think that's an extreme version of it. And to, to take that extreme version and then imp- implement it to this trial, I think wouldn't be fair to both the Me Too movement and the people who are against the Me Too movement. I think, simply put, 
if you are accusing someone of something, you have the burden to prove what you're saying is true. You have the burden to show what you're saying is accurate. Now, a lot of times these things happen in intimate settings, but that still doesn't change the fact that accusing someone of doing something is not the end all be all. And we all know that that the pro that the process we, we have in place is is we'll never know what truly happened, but we can only know what the evidence says in front of us. And that's what this trial, I think, is showing. It's showing that everybody jumped on Amber Heard's side, called him an abuser, but now the evidence is showing something different. So now I think the movement has to confront that. What happens if who we all believe was a was the victim is found out to be lying? What do you do? about that. And I think that's how I think about this trial with Me Too. Amber Heard was the Me Too victim, but now it looks like she's lying. And if that happens, what's the consequence for her? And, and Amber Heard herself said it, you know, in the article, two years ago, I became the face of domestic assault. So I'm like, okay, well, if you want to be the face of it, and like, no one's, no one said no, she's not the face of it. Urgh. So if she wants to be the, if she wants to be the face of it, I'm going to hold her to that standard. Like, yeah, you're the face of it and you're a liar. Good point. So good that's point. not my problem. That's your problem. <laughs> good rebuttal. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> now, as you can see, I'm, I'm highlighting these, these chats because we got uh, people in, in Kurt's camp. We got people in Nate's camp. Um, and yeah, you know, I disagree with Kurt on this and I'm on Nate's side predominantly just because I, I think anytime you attach greater meaning to a trial, you just run the risk of one, getting completely swamped by what you should be evaluating in the trial itself and two, being bound to what actually happened in things you can't control. I, I felt the same way about the coverage of Rittenhouse, but reasonable minds can differ. This is the best part of these conversations. You can talk about these things. And, and certainly Kurt is right in saying that, um, you know, one side or the other will use it. However, it turns out if Amber Heard loses, you will expect to see articles, which we'll probably cover here, check it out, like and subscribe, mm -hmm. about how Amber Heard's team says the system is broken, that this oh, is more evidence. You know what's going to happen. Of how Women not being believed. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's absolutely. I would There's do. no choice about it. It's, people are going to use every event, every event, any news, everything to fit their narrative. Yeah. So by default, this is going to occur. You don't, you don't have a choice. You don't say, hey, does this have political ramifications or not? It does. Yep. Yeah, yeah Amber Heard does, is definitely going to do a heads I win, tails you lose scenario. It's like this just proves well, that women aren't believed. This proves that women are And we can expect something like that from Depp's team. To be fair, we'll get we'll get Depp's team saying if Depp loses that he got his story out there and more people are aware uh, of the situation. And it was you know the, the legal system is drawn against people that write nasty things about celebrities, uh, but it was still important to get my story out. It's that I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I can yeah. write these things right now. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's sad. <laughs> it's sad when you can write the PR releases, you know, in advance. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, oh, oh three weeks ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to ask you guys this. Yeah. Um, before, before we get before we get to the super chats again, do, I I honestly think Depp has already won. I'm thinking the rest of the trial is just kind of whatever. I think he's already won because I think getting his story out now, you know, the 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 whole thing has changed, right? Even with that article we last from 99% of the of the PR is toward depth. So I think in that vein, I think he's already actually won the trial. I think this is just now desserts. I think Amber Heard has to do something to just because if if just looking at the the ground, if you're talking about what do they call they called the Q score, the Q score guy, the Q score. What yeah. would what do you think Johnny Depp's Q score is now versus Amber <laughs> right? <laughs> so I don't I so I think in that vein, um, I think Johnny Depp has already won. Absolutely, but we have another half of the trial to go through. Yeah, Amber's gonna get her chance to bring him down. I mean, like that. Like, she still has a more. judgment. 
against an actress who's past her prime and his career is trashed and, and, and yeah. it's not going to get roles. She, she, really, she was only getting them because of him in the first place, but she's getting older. Uh, you know, so if he gets a $30 million judgment against her, he's not collecting it. It's I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he wants. Yeah, I don't think he wants. I don't think he wants. Well, you know, I, I think even when litigation, like you sit down with the client and you say, all right, what are our goals? This is what we want to do. So a lot of times I'll say, this is, you know, do we want to do this or we want to do this? And I think here there was a, a, a dual thing. There was, we got a PR campaign we need to run and we have a trial we need to win. And I think Depp's team has done that masterfully. I think Amber Heard's team has dropped the ball on the PR front and on the trial front. It, it just seems... It seems so wild. And the one last thing I, I do want to point, I want to mention to everybody, a lot of people don't realize this, but Amber Heard's legal counsel is from that area. It's local counsel. Mm -hmm. Johnny Depp's counsel is foreign counsel. They're from Massachusetts. Watching this trial, I would have thought that it was reverse because mm -hmm. Johnny Depp's, I mean, Amber Heard's team seems not to understand the rules of evidence, you know, objections and all this. They, they're just like, you would, you would have thought this was their first time in front of this judge, not knowing that these lawyers practice in front of this judge all the time so it, it's just a fascinating look to see how ev even local counsel seems not to be as prepared for for this type of trial as i would have thought they were hmm. yeah well you know it's it's interesting because you do hear from people like rob and others that say that you know that might that might just be the way that they they play and they do have they did have more success with like foundation objections and things than i think depp's team was anticipating early on I think Depp's team maybe adapted better than than Hurd's team, but we, we will see. Okay, I mean, I, I still point, think yeah. Hurd's team is actually pretty good attorneys, um, but they oh, do yeah. get they do get somewhat um, huffed by uh, objections that are going against them um, in a way that maybe isn't the best. Uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, yeah, I, I want to make a big the point too. I'm not saying they're bad attorneys. I'm just saying I'm just judging the performance on on this. There, there's been great things that they've done, they, and I assume they all are good attorneys. I'm just you know, but what they've put forward so far, you know, if I'm paying for it, we we have this week we got we were we got some serious problems. We got yeah. like like you know this isn't going well. We need to talk. Well, I said in respect to the first uh, article that I'm not a fan of uh, anyone in the courtroom. I might be a fan of Ben Chu. He hasn't been sure, in any movies yeah. that I'm aware of. Uh, but uh, he's uh, he's presented pretty well so far. Well, you know, we've got some super chats. Um, let's let's hit these quick, and then we'll go to that third article. Uh, Alyssa Rose, now that I know that you have a that you play Final Fantasy fourteen, I have to ask, what's your Final Fantasy fourteen main job class race? Same to the rest of you, uh, panel. If you play, first of all, welcome to Virtual Legality, everybody. Do any of you play Final Fantasy fourteen? No, I played Final doesn't... Fantasy ten, eleven. Four, seven. That's. But I you do play eleven because eleven's an MMO. You play the MMO Final Fantasy. Yeah, a little All bit. Right. Not very long, but I did a little bit. Okay. And so twelve, four... ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. Okay, so fourteen's the popular one. Um, I don't really have a main. I have to be honest with you. So Final Fantasy fourteen lets you be all the jobs. Um, and so what I wind up doing is getting caught up in trying to be a, a blacksmith and a gem cutter and a tailor uh, and a woodsman and a miner. Uh, and you know, an apothecary, um, which I know isn't the name of that class. So I apologize. Uh, and I wind up walking around the, the cities mostly, uh, and going very, very slowly because I don't have a ton of time to just kind of just do something. Uh, so I am way less final fantasy 14 advanced than you are in all likelihood. Um, I've only played it probably a couple hundred hours and it's been out for many, many years. Um, so I apologize for that. And I'm also apologetic for the rest of the panel who doesn't play good video games. I'm sorry to say. Uh, so we're going to work on that. We're going to work on them in this space. 
Uh, but very thanks uh, for the super chat. Uh, Epic Sin of Wonkru. I don't like the word facts in this case. I'm not fully sure I understand, but I do. I get the notion of there's a lot of muddiness in what's been presented as we try to work through what actually happened. Well, let me let me let me let me push yeah. back on that on that super chat. We there are facts in this case, right? Fact: the police went and like they like there are actual facts. Yes, that I I think cannot be denied, right? Fact: Amber Heard says she had injuries from an event. Two sets of cops, a doorman. They didn't see anything. That's a fact of reality, right? Fact of reality. She said she was injured and the nose was broken, all that stuff. A doctor examined her and found nothing. A nurse examined her and found nothing. Those are facts. So, you know, I, I, I understand we want to make it seem like everything is an opinion, but we have to realize the only facts that we have in this trial back up Johnny Depp's story. That's now, true. That could change. But, but, but to, to pretend that there are no facts here, I think it's just a generous. Right. Well, and, and I think, yeah, I, that's probably accurate. It's too strong of a statement. Um, but there are going to be stories that Amber and Johnny are going to have that are just in opposite that we're not going to know the answer to. We're going to be able to extrapolate because of what we can see from the rest of the stuff. That's why I keep saying I would love to see some extrinsic evidence, proof, medical report, third party witness yeah. that goes with something Amber Heard says because it's so strained her testimony, which is evidence. Uh, that I want to see something else backing it up. Um, and, and yeah, we'll, we will see how that goes in, in the long run. Um, have you seen Amber Heard's dad's text to Johnny advising both Johnny and Amber to stop abusing each other? I have not because I don't think that's an evidence. I don't know what to believe. Both sides confiscate, uh, confiscate the truth somehow. Um, uh, yes, they, 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 yeah, whenever you're in trial, you, you're going to get certain perspectives from people yeah. that are that are serving as witnesses, especially the parties uh, to themselves. And that's what prevents us from saying some things are definitive. But Nate is right that we know the police show up. They say they see nothing. We know various aspects of the dates and timelines that, that don't line up. When Amber Heard starts talking about Australia and we have a bunch of other evidence that has different timelines for that day, you say weird. Yeah, like. <laughs> At bare minimum, it gets, it gets even crazier. Like on, like on, like literally on the stand that same day, and, and this is why I think the break hurt Amber Heard. On the stand that same day, early in the day, she says she slapped Johnny. She, I slapped him, and then three hours later, she said, "Well, the first time, well, I hit him, and it was the first time I hit him." And you're like, "Well, you did." She forgot that she just told us she hit him like a year ago, but yeah. now she's saying the first time she hit him was a Leah. So that that's what I'm talking about. You know, if. I think Amber Heard, the problem with Amber Heard is that we just haven't heard that side of the story. But I'll say this. If I was Johnny Depp's counsel, going into the, to the second half of this trial, we are where we want to be. 99% of the people believe she's lying, and all the evidence is on our side. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the uphill battle that Amber Heard has to face now. Agreed. Blurry lights. There's a law school in my city where journalists could call up any faculty member to explain legal concepts. Mm -hmm. Do journalists do that? Of course not. All right, so yeah. here I have to actually tell you. I've that, got a call before. I've got a call yes, before. Yes, I, I have to tell you this. So I talked about <laughs> Polygon. Polygon has contacted me. Okay. Before. Kotaku yeah. has contacted me. I'm in the Kotaku article that I covered, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> these journalists, I do. I say, hey, I'm available for quotes. I'm going to make them fast. I will try to be on topic for what you want. Let's get better information out there first yeah. and foremost. I don't charge for that. I mean, I don't know what I would charge, but like, let's just get, <clears throat> let's just get that information out there so that your reporting isn't terrible on these things that are technical. I'm not blaming you. 
You know, I've, been, is, I've been contacted too, but then you see the article and you're like, that's not what I told you. <laughs> yes. Well, and then you have to have blacklists and whitelists and, and like, like, like journalists that let your quotes go through. Like I was very happy with how the Kotaku article wound up because he let my full quotes go through oh, nice, I and mean, things nice. like that. When you get them sliced and diced, you're like, Oh my God, what are you doing? The, the, the um, classic I always have is, is if I file a lawsuit, I do civil work. Okay. So the jurisdictional minimum for law division is $50,000. So if you're suing somebody for $280 million, you'll say, it exceeds fifty thousand dollars. That's what yep. you say. I, I mean, I, twenty years of this stuff. They, 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 I get a newspaper article. <laughs> he's suing them for fifty thousand. More than no, yes. I'm not. <laughs> yep. No, I hear you. It's the jurisdictional minimum, and I told you on the phone. <laughs> yes. Nope. No, that's absolutely true. No. That's absolutely true. And in my line of work, it's to get the. Uh, we found a SEC filing that proves that the deal is going to go through. I'm like, that is a registration of a convertible note. What are you talking about? No, no, no. That's way over their head. No What's way. A convertible note. Oh, you're killing me. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Not Mike. Is that, my like, mom... a, is that like a note you pass in class? Yes, it is. <laughs> my mom subbed to you because of the Guardian article. Uh, I think that's you, Kurt. All right. Or it's Rob. Or it's not Mike. They subscribed <laughs> to someone. So it's one of us. Maybe it's me. I think it um, could be. It wasn't me. I didn't do that. <laughs> Scott Cardinal, my channel is about historic homes. My depth videos have been very popular. What's wrong with giving our audience what they want? Especially if we are interested in the subject too. It's awesome. Well, see you dovetailing that homes yep. and then depth and putting them together. That's perfect. Perfect. Thank you for the chat. Eleanor Aquitaine, you know, I'm a retired journalist. MSM is profit driven. Sure. Not driven by journalistic ethics or standards. I would hope that you could do both, but sure. Talking heads, reading copy written by others. I do think that happens from time to time. Sometimes alias yeah. Rolling Stone will have a dead headline dog kills bee next. The thing with journalistic ethics is that there's no formalized board or standard or like an even really association. I mean, there's a bunch of them, but there's not like a uniform thing of ethics like there is for lawyers. Like if you ask me what attorney's ethics are, it's like, no problem. I can quote you the by chapter and verse exactly what they are. Yep. Here's the uh, model. If you ask me, you ask me what uh, journalistic ethics, ethics are, I'm like, I don't know. And neither does anyone else. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's an issue. Of course, I think even bar associations aren't necessarily enforcing ethics rules in the legal profession. Well, as in, much in, as for, they, they enforcing them is a whole nother set of problems, but at least they <laughs> exist. They do exist. Mm, no, no, no. But they don't I exist disagree. if no one forces them. Then is that what you're going with? Yeah, the, the, there are people breaking the, the rules all the time for sure. But oh, they shouldn't uh, do that. You can, you, every attorney out there knows they can get their ticket pulled if they get caught, and they're worried about it. They're worried about it. I, 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 you know, if you have a conflict for something, and we know it, and it's not perfect, but there are limits to things. You I don't just disagree, not, Mike. You but could you just you, not break the rules of ethics. That would be fine. I, and and I, I like to hold myself out as very ethical. I, I do believe I've run against uh, opposing councils that perhaps do not share my philosophy on these things, Mike. Um, I, I assume from Mike's grin on his face, he disagrees with my, you could just not break the ethics rules plan. I, I didn't quite hear that. I, I, I said, I, I said from the grin on your face, I'm assuming that you disagree with my, you can just not break the ethics rule plan. <laughs> well, I, I think that in self-interest, there's a, there is enough chance. That, I don't care what jurisdiction you're in. Somebody gets in trouble and gets rung up. Maybe it's only 10% of the people who are violating or something like that, but it happens. And their attorneys are aware of it and it helps to some degree. Yeah, no, I agree. I, it's just like a contract term that may or may not be enforceable. It's like, well, you still think about it. 
I get but, it. I get it. Uh, so if the press is giving you exposure, extra subs rolling on the floor laughing and crying. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, press. Blurry lights may be just my issue, but an explanation of how damages are calculated, especially what amounts to pain and suffering versus hurt feelings, depends on jurisdiction, um, especially when we get into emotional damages. Uh, but I think here we're really looking at honest to God compensation damages. I mean, he, he put forth $40 million for his movies that he lost. He's asking for 50. Um, so if he's asking for 50, you can extrapolate that he, he thinks that there's emotional harm of something between 40 and 50. Um, but how it's calculated in, in Virginia, I'm not the right person to tell you. You just ask the jury what the right number is. That's how you determine it. Kind of. I don't see, I don't want to be that real politic, but, Kurt. but that's just the answer. <laughs> how are the damages determined? You ask the jury what the right number is. That's how that's determined. Yep. All right. What else is there? Well, they don't have like a pain and suffering. I mean, I've never done a defamation case. I, th I think I they, they don't have any like loosey goosey uh, stuff like that, do they? They have a punitive, but it's minimal. It's like three fifty. Is three fifty? <clears throat> yeah. Um, Carlos Estrada, Drew B and co-host made fun of Johnny's life. I was fine with what they did, but she got called out because she treated a woman's accusation differently. Well, maybe. I, I mean, I, you could have some of that going on with these articles as well. Again, I'm not a mocking type guy, but certainly there is humor presented in the facts that we have already seen in this case. It is no surprise that the Internet has run with some of the stuff that has come out. Um, and, and while I intend to be more of the treat things respectfully and seriously, I am not going to sit as The Guardian does and, and ask you why you're not more solemn about, you know, blood writing on the walls uh, in, in Australian Villa. I mean, this this stuff is crazy. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to happen that way. Um, oh, I'm hitting wrong buttons all over the place here. Hang on. Apologies. Blurry lights. Thank you for everything. Thumbs up emoji and big teethy grin emoji. Thank you. Wendy's Cafe. I have never believed in the Me Too movement and their believe all women crap. Women have been falsely accusing men of DV for a long time. Yep. Amber Heard is just highlighting how vile and evil a scorned woman can be. Well, certainly, I think that, um, as Nate has said, there's certainly a, a kernel of value in a movement that says, hey, we haven't been investigating these things properly. We haven't been treating these things properly and looking at how that treatment is occurring. By the time you get to believe as a concept from a litigation or judicial standard, you, you, you've gone too far because it puts way too much power Absolutely. into the hands of potential bad actors. Um, so... Yes, I think you should listen sincerely, investigate, you know, competently and go from there. Um, but it can't it can't just be raw, naked belief on either side. You shouldn't be believing all men either, by the way. I mean, this is not a gender based kind of concept from a legal standpoint. Allie, fresh law school grad here. I was watching the coverage on lawn crime until a viewer asked about why no prior bad acts. Lawn crime didn't know about Rule 404. I have. Maybe their analysts didn't, like, in the moment. I have a hard time believing that they don't know prejudicial and probative. <laughs> I, uh, eh. Freak a dog, are you going to cover the lawsuit about WATA and their retro game ratings and pricing? Maybe. Wow. That sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look it up, Freak a dog. Thank you for the super chat. All right. Let me, uh, let me set up the next article. I think Nate had to go for a little bit. He said he would be right back. So... Internet PR right back rules apply. Uh, so we will just start up on the next 
article. So you're stuck with me, Mike. I think That's Kurt's awesome. there. It's hard to say if Kurt's there. You never know. Kurt. <laughs> TikTok's new terrible trend from our friends at The Wire. Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard for defamation. As the trial wears on, mocking her testimony has become the latest disturbing thing to go viral <laughs> on social media. I like the dramatic reading. Yes. Well, I have to give them this. They want this moral high ground. They have to be read yeah, like, yeah. you know, Judge oh, yeah. Dredd or something. They're just scared senseless, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, this one is this, this one is a piece of work. I warned y'all. Uh, so here we go. Got our Amber Heard pictures. Uh, so this is a culture of... Uh, I guess, regular piece in Wired. The cat is wearing a blonde wig. From the bottom corner of the frame, a tiny plastic hand attached to an index finger comes and swipes the orange feline's whiskered snout. The video then cuts to the same cat wearing a black wig and bandana. The accompanying voiceover says, I was walking out of the bedroom. He slapped me across the face and I said, Johnny, you hit me. You just hit me. I'd been avoiding this video for days, ever since reading about it in Rolling Stone. It reportedly got millions of views on TikTok, but then went missing. Nevertheless, there it was, in my carousel of suggested reels on Instagram, where the algorithm has figured out I love cat videos, but not that I dislike social media mockery of domestic abuse allegations. So we got a cat video starting us off here in this Wired article, followed by... <laughs> the moral consternation of seeing this particular video. Now, would I make a cat video about this particular bit of testimony? I would not. Is this person legitimately bothered by it? I have questions. Let's proceed with the article. Uh, so we got ever since the defamation trial began, a uh, certain kind of stan culture has formed around it. Yes, folks, we are reading an article that includes the phrase stan culture in its second paragraph. Stay with me. This is the kind of writing we've got here. Uh, we get the explanation of what Depp is suing for, which is uh, correctly done. Fandom has often over intersected with celebrity trials. Fair enough. Going back to the throngs of supporters who showed up in Santa Barbara, California to support Michael Jackson in 2005. We have to talk about this particular locution. So you say fandom has intersected celebrity trials. Totally valid. Going back to suggest that this is the start of this particular phenomenon, 2005. Okay, people. I know, I know we've talked about celebrity trials a lot. I know we've talked about people maybe being overly vociferous in their fandom. Do any of you, in chat or otherwise, think that this phenomenon started this millennium in 2005 with the Michael Jackson trial? I will tell you, it did not. And you can go back as far <laughs> as O.J. Right. Simpson to really establish this more fulsomely, but you could go back even further than the 1990s. I know it's hard to believe the world did exist before then. The world existed before 2005, but this gives you a framework, right? When I'm reading an article and I see a sentence like this, I say, okay, all right. We're dealing with someone of probably a certain age that looks at everything through the lens of, it looks like a maximum of the last 17 to 20 years. Um, right. So, you know, that going forward, that's the framework and you can evaluate that. That's not a negative. I'm not, again, throwing people under the bus, but you can evaluate these things when you see them presented this way. You've got stand culture and you've got, well, this all started in 05 with the Michael Jackson trial. OK. In some instances, the attention has put the public eye back on overlooked stories like Britney Spears's conservatorship, which took a turn thanks to the free Britney movement. Now, this is actually nice. This is actually 
framing two sides of a coin here, right? You might have fandom that influences these things, but hey, sometimes it does something that's good. Now you do wonder, because you're not gonna get any color here, about why this one is good and why maybe other coverage is bad. One can assume that the writer here agrees with the Britney Spears conservatorship free Britney movement uh, that got Britney Spears' conservatorship ended. I think most people that have looked at that story do. Certainly Emily Baker has covered it a lot. I think Lita Legal Bites covered it a lot. You can check out those channels for more videos on that topic if you're interested. But it does suggest that the actual movement, the notion of fandom influencing these things is maybe not the full issue with uh, a an article like this. It's just whether or not it lines up with the writer's proclivities, which is what we always have to watch out for when we're talking about these kinds of things, right? Do I only, am I only okay with this method if I'm okay with the ends? Is this a justifying the means kind of thing? Uh, and here I would argue that it probably is. Supporting a celebrity embroiled in a legal case is one thing. Making memes mocking someone who's alleging they were hit by their partner is another. And here we have a very broad generalized statement. I think this is broadly correct in many instances that you don't just generally want to mock people who even are just making allegations. But as evidence comes in, as you start to analyze the situation, as I have said before, if Amber Heard is lying, and I'm not committing to that right now, but if she is, that is worthy of ridicule. That is a bad, bad thing she is doing. And ridicule and mockery is the way that society handles that in general. Um, and this isn't going out in vigilanteism. This isn't people attacking or otherwise doxing or doing bad things. This is making TikTok videos that say that is a ridiculous thing that you have just asserted. Um, and to me, all of these articles lumping these things together and getting so high on their horse is uh, not a great or very compelling argument uh, from my perspective. Mike, that's just the intro here. We haven't gotten to the real stuff. Do you, do you have anything on on the top of this article, maybe I can. No, I, I agree with you. Right, right there, you, you said, yeah, like this goes all the way back to the Michael Jackson case. Uh, no, it goes back to uh, cavemen that we don't know the names of. Uh, people, people are interested in things that are interesting. That's been that way since humans were able to speak to each other. Yeah, probably, probably before. <laughs> well, and there's been a trial of the century, like every ten years or five years. I mean, yeah, like that's, that's how these things go. Uh, like the Lindbergh baby trial or whatever. I mean, that, that just absolutely took over the nation. I mean, it's like, I don't recall it, but. No, I, we weren't around. Yeah. I'm sure there were <laughs> a lot of people in, in whatever public venues they had at the time, newspapers, you know, soapbox, whatever, giving their side of that scenario. It's, it's just the way it is. You can, you couldn't stop this if you wanted to. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just trying to step, set up for the article, the moral high ground, Right that, oh, look at this horrible cat video. Uh, yeah. Internet commentary thrives on unsavory topics is the next thesis line. Well, right? no kidding, number one. <laughs> number two, what, what, what's the prescription? Are you, are, you, are you opposed to the First Amendment? If you think, if you think it's, uh, it's in poor taste that, that someone makes an, uh, a cat video regarding this, this topic of abuse, fine, then, then, your, then your response is to say, I think that's in poor taste. Yeah, and they I, do. I mean, we can and, give them credit for the opinion piece. Therefore, people should not watch this, or or mm -hmm. I have something better, or I can mock them, or however. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. Well, and, and and you know, if we're giving full credit here, I'm I'm very harsh on some of the writing here, and and in some of the other things that I've looked at in this space, we have to give full credit. This is an opinion piece. This is this person's opinion. They're entitled to it, but we're entitled to criticize it. Yep. That's how this all works, including kind of the weird criticism here. 
and TikTok is no exception in terms of unsavory topics. Here's the parenthetical. For what it's worth, TikTok has reportedly removed some of the videos using audio of Heard's testimony. I'd be really curious about what those videos were, why they were removed, and what exactly that looked like in terms of why. <laughs> like, are there, there are a few that cross TikTok's lines uh, because of the use of audio? This article doesn't help that they, that they link to here. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's like, well, I have questions uh, because certainly... Um, platforms dealing with moderation and going through that process is part of what we're talking about a lot for things that are honestly more significant in importance than just this lone trial. Uh, and so that's interesting to me, but it, it just pops in as a parenthetical here. But says the author, using this case in particular as fodder for reenactment and reaction videos to get clicks seems especially egregious. And then, okay, why? Perhaps because it seems so targeted at one person one situation rather than a larger topic and the dozens of voices weighing in. So here, this is an interesting oh, piece. It seems, what do you mean? What do you mean? It seems it's too narrow. This is, this is, this is wild, that this kind of thing is okay. If it's politics and politicians on sides of issues, but it's not okay. If you have a very, very public trial and people are looking at it and saying, I don't know that she's telling the truth. Now, again, I'm not the kind of person that would make these videos. This is this is something that I don't particularly love, but I'm also not out there making pronouncements about why one area of mockery is okay and another one is not. So it's it's well, interesting. I, I, I'm seeing this through the lens of I've spent a lot of time on Legal Bites with you watching the trial. And on there, we have a good group, and they're, it's sort of rotating or whatever. But I haven't seen a lot of over-the-top, at least where I am. Now, I'm not on TikTok, and I'm sure it is over-the-top. But what we're doing, I, I don't see a lot of over-the-top. There's some laughter, but mostly we're looking at it and, and evaluating it and judging it and giving an opinion. Yeah. No, and I and this isn't directed at LawTube necessarily, Legal Bites or Nick or Emily or anyone else. Uh, but it is kind of grabbing that because, as you see here, they, they grab the Guardian article, right? Although most of the ridicule seems directed at herd, an unnerving trend within the trend. Now, so, someone has to help me right there. Why? Why is it an unnerving trend within the yeah. trend? We'll As see. opposed to if most of the ridicule was seemed to be directed at <clears throat> Johnny Depp, would that be an unnerving trend within the trend? No, not to this author. Oh, we're, get, we're getting hmm. there, Kurt. Hmm. We're getting there. Uh, yeah, we're getting there. You see them grab the Guardian article and say uh, both she and Depp are claiming damages to themselves and their lives in this case. So would it be too much to ask, as The Guardian did this week, uh -huh. to treat a somber issue somberly? Uh, I'll, yes, treat it it as, I'll treat it as somberly as they treated the death penalty in antiquity. We'll yeah. have we'll have open to the public. We'll have a nice we'll have food vendors. It'll be great. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, gladiatorial fights uh, to come yeah. on Kurt's channel. Uh, a lot of the memification around the trial has stemmed from Depp's supporters wanting the actor to get a fair shake and therefore trying to discredit Heard. Now, this is its own kind of weird logical leap, right? Okay, so the memification is about trying to get a fair shake. That's actually, um, you know, a, a fairly nice way to describe some of it. And therefore, trying to discredit Heard. I'm not actually sure that you need to say that Johnny should get a fair shake and you have to discredit Heard in the process of doing that. If you combine these two concepts... <clears throat> in order to arrive at this link that we're going to get ready. Um, but this, I don't this think that feels, that like, this feels like a plant 
from the, <laughs> this, this administration's Ministry of Disinformation. Yes, I, yes, I yes, swear, yes, yes. I'm not saying it is. But it feels <laughs> no. like a justification for this nonsense, which is horrific. And I think we'll get run out of town, I hope, if we have any nation left. But that's what it feels like. They're calling for moderation from I don't know who. I don't yes, even understand this the... next quote. I don't even get it. Oh, As the cut oh, wrote, God. no matter how damning the We're, evidence may oh, look in court, social Kurt. media tells a different story. I don't even understand what that means. All right. We'll go to Article 4. Kurt, Kurt has <laughs> leapt ahead. <clears throat> All right. So Wired uses their foundation and sets up their house of cards specifically, in my opinion, to get to this article, uh -huh. which they use throughout the rest of their document. I can already tell from this headline. I'm going to hate it. Uh, Kurt, you may need no, to but mute no. yourself, I've already, man. I've already read up Hudson, the entire article in my mind. I, I, I told you, I promised. Stay strong, Kurt. We're going to get through this together. Which women do we choose to believe? The believable ones? I'm sorry. Yeah. Amber, sorry. Amber, Heard, Amber Heard claims an extremely famous man abused her for years. Why do so many people hate her? Because she's a liar. Kurt has very strong feelings about this chat. <laughs> As her, so so we get last week. Amber Heard took the stand. Heard recalled of one fight. This is the bottle incident. As Heard sobbed on the stand, the mood in the courtroom darkened. Even Depp looked grim as he lifted his eyes from his notepad to watch her. I, I don't. I, I didn't see any of that when watching it. Over the past four well, it's weeks, a, it's a it's a deliberate mischaracterization. I, I watched that portion of the trial. You you didn't miss anything. Yeah, I mean, I, no, I watched that portion of the trial and I didn't see anything like that. Mm -hmm. Over the past four weeks, Heard and Depp have presented a harrowing picture of their brief yet turbulent marriage. Testimony on both sides has been painful and exacting. Heard's attorneys hammered Depp for hours on his substance use, while his witnesses made dubious claims about Heard's supposed histrionic personality <laughs> dubious disorder. Dubious claims from a pro professional. I just Look at this sentence. Out. Look at this sentence. Heard's attorneys hammered Depp for hours on his substance abuse, which uh -huh. you know means what about all of this? And then they actually put the, the professional psychologist as dubious claims. Like, you are doing so much work mm -hmm. in your reporting on what happens in the court case with just kind of the little descriptors that you use in these sentences. So you're not going to be surprised by the time we get to the end of this article where this goes. Uh, but, like, this is how this looks throughout. Depp has admitted to painting, painting threatening messages on the walls in his own blood while text messages show him apologizing for spraying rage at her in a blackout, as well as saying he hoped Heard's rotting corpse was now, decomposing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but did yeah. Depp admit to painting threatening messages? Oh, yeah, no, wall? threatening is right there. So did, I mean, did Depp say threatening? Depp did or not. Is that, or is, is they perhaps uh, just characterizing it any way they would? So they say Depp admitted to something he didn't admit to. So screw you, the cut. Yeah, Kurt, you're not wrong. No, Depp has said that they were messages to himself about the mistakes he had made. Uh, yeah, but it says here that Depp admitted to threatening messages. That's really weird because I don't remember that piece of testimony. Uh, no, and if you know the messages, they don't make a ton of sense anyway. What, what, uh, what, what they will say, the constructionists will say, he's he's admitted to um, messages that we perceive as threatening, but they're not that honest because that would take all the all the, okay. the air out of it. So they 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 specifically try to to conflate mm -hmm. that. That's and, that's and then what's this leads on. to my next logical question: What is the threat? If they're threatening, what is the threat? Mm -hmm. And what what's your answer to that? Well, you know, I just, I read into it speculation, right. through my tears. It was threatening because he was threatening to kill me. Like it doesn't say anything like that. It did to me. 
Okay, great. Thanks. That's great. Well, uh, yes, they definitely assert here uh, something that was not formally admitted, and I and they're making their own characterization. This is how you get to this sentence, right? So you have this paragraph that uh -huh. talks about hammering on substance abuse, dubious claims. Her team has displayed photos of a bruised face, busted lip, clumps of her hair on the floor, a couple's wrecked bedroom, threatening messages, spraying rage, rotting corpse. No matter how damning this evidence may look in court, social media tells a different story. I still don't understand the sentence. I still yeah. don't understand it. It doesn't okay, seem so like it flows. This is the premise of why the court case is so dimming to this author. Oh, then, I see. Oh, I apologize. I completely misunderstood the sentence. What they meant is no matter how damning the evidence is to death. Oh, yes. now I get it. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. It. All right. Okay. Now I understand. Yes. Oh. The use of this, the use of this is it's obvious. The, oh, okay. The depth. No matter how damning the evidence is, the depth. Okay. You see, the, the thing was, I was trying to give it a charitable construction where yeah. it would make sense. No, no. See, it's about I was, depth. I, I, was, I was assuming good faith in the writer and I was trying to give it a charitable construction. And then you're like, no, they meant the damning evidence is the depth. Oh, okay. Nope. Sure. Yeah, and you get, you get here. Uh huh. Okay. Depp v. Heard feels like a jarring regression. Uh huh. Here is a woman you. recounting in agonizing detail how an extremely famous man allegedly abused her. I hate you so very much. <laughs> Why in 2022 do so many people seem to hate her for it? Oh my God. I mean, this is just basically the article Amber Heard's going to write after the, the 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 trial too. I mean, this is just the template for it, right? Yeah, this and is so the same. This is the same damn article we're going to see after the trial's over. So here we get the description of like what they're talking about. Um, this is the lawsuit. They, they first go over the son and how he dramatically lost. The new trial covered on law and crime and court TV, uh, palpable excitement. Uh, the stuff that we have seen in the other articles, uh -huh. my Instagram explore page, me poo, no, that what, kind of thing. What is this about? What? No. You, what, what did I skip? What, what was that paragraph? Anti-herd sentiment spread quickly, spawning a whole taxonomy of memes valorizing depth. Interesting word of the choice of the word taxonomy. Yeah, like there's a formalized hierarchy. That's what a taxonomy is, like a biological, you know, orders orderization as a taxonomy. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you're a writer, sometimes you just try to use the vocab. That's, you know, you that's, got... not, that's not the right word in that sentence. I hear you. <laughs> do, but do you though? It's the wrong word. It's 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 hurting my brain at this time. I'm right. irritated, Kurt, so much. I hope I didn't ruin your whole Saturday. No, 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 no. I'm just gonna I, no. It's great because I'm gonna have a blackout and forget all about this. Okay. And then when I cover it on my channel later, you can take this article over to your channel, time. Kurt, and have fun with it. No, I'm definitely doing that. Uh, for her part, Heard never claimed to have behaved perfectly in their relationship. In recordings played in court, she appears to occasionally taunt and belittle Depp. Tell the world, Johnny, she told him in 2016. Tell them, I, Johnny Depp, a man, a victim, too, of domestic violence. Uh, I think we're underselling that the, the impact of that tape a little bit, at least to me. I can only speak to my, uh, my understanding of these things. But also, if I have any problem with Heard's uh, testimony, outside of just kind of the details and things, it's that one of the things that's happening in her testimony is she's massively underselling what we know of her situation, whether it's drug use, whether it's uh, doing bad things herself, while all of these things are occurring in a way that I don't actually think works very well for her. I think it would have been better if she was a little bit more like this paragraph suggests that she is talking about, hey, you know, I was on drugs a bunch too. I was uh, drinking a lot of wine too. We have evidence of all of these things. Um, and yet, 
we, we get this, which I, the writer using this quote, which to me is one of the more damning quotes against Amber Heard in the, this is the most damning quote. It colors everything. It, it colors everything. What her mind is. Yeah, it does. I, I hear it every day when I start the trial. Like that, that, that's how effective that was at the end of Johnny Depp's redirect. And you kind of have it dismissed I'm a little bit. I'm surprised they here. mentioned it at all. To be yeah, I am too. Honest, this article. I am too. It's mentioned here. Um, yeah, I mean, if that, you're going to write a slanted article, don't, don't. <laughs> I also don't like the next sentence now. A, a bone I'm, like that. I'm going to, I'm going to have so much fun with this later, but I like the next sentence down on the stand. Heard admitted screaming at Depp, calling him ugly names and hitting him. Now, yep. you know, I, I do like how they say that and then immediately just move on to another topic. Yep. Because like, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 one minute. If Depp had done this and made the screaming at Heard, and hitting her, I don't think the next sentence following that would be moving on to a completely different topic within the same paragraph, incidentally, which is also just like a no-no. The whole idea of like a paragraph is it's supposed to be a one contained thought. And so it's bad writing, bad editing, and it's hypocritical and stupid. Yeah, and I, I think if we're gonna give credit to the writer here, if we're gonna if we're gonna try that this is a paragraph that is talking about um Amber did some things wrong too, and is trying to establish, I think badly, a certain amount of neutral, here's the other side of this kind of uh, uh discussion here. And so they it's a it's a pileup. Right. It's here's the bad things in court. Here's the bad things with the uh, ex-girlfriend. And oh, then so this is, so this is the uh, take out the trash on Friday paragraph. OK, it, well, it you'll now. notice we're already three quarters of the way through the article. <laughs> so, that yeah, too. Well, so, that too. yeah, it's it's buried in there so that they can so they can claim to be objective later. Well, and even in this paragraph, you see that they've got this parenthetical. One person the court hasn't heard from Ellen Barkin, who said in a deposition that Depp once threw a wine bottle at her when the while the pair briefly dated. In his UK trial, Depp said Barkin was motivated by a grudge because he didn't return her feelings. Like, this is a random aside here, but it gets in Ellen Barkin, <laughs> we think, says that he threw a bottle at her. Like, how, how does this even get into this paragraph? So, but it establishes that they, I mean, this this is very clear. This author, you know, you know, honestly, I think this is a good thing, is not hiding their biases um, and says, you know, basically that, that Johnny Depp is a problem. Um Witnesses for Depp have described her as demanding and volatile, and a marriage counselor who worked with the couple testified that they engaged in mutual abuse. That isn't a term domestic violence experts like to use because it ignores the unequal power and bullying inherent in intimate power violence. We saw this from Dr. Hughes. Self-defense is more accurate. And the issue here, of course, is that if you're, if you're looking at these things in the trial context at all, you realize that we could flip that around. We can talk about, is uh, that more accurate the other direction? It, it would be way more accurate the other direction. Uh -huh. They're trying to argue that Amber Heard was engaged in self-defense. Yes, that, that this, the rest of this paragraph, and I'll let you take it to your channel, uh, Kurt. The rest of this paragraph talks no, about all No, but I'm things. having an aneurysm, and it must be pured. <laughs> uh, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't know you'd be uh, with us for this article. I, I, I should have given you a warning here. Um, one of them has been nominated for three Academy Awards. One of them is a household name. And while the other is only the most famous in the context of this legal battle. So they're establishing here in this paragraph that Amber Heard must be the one on this side of whatever the mutual abuse equation is because Johnny Depp has, you know, Oscar nominations, right? Johnny Depp is the famous one, that kind of thing. And of course, if this is your, if this is your math, 
then once they get married, this is the only way it could ever be because yeah. Johnny Depp isn't going to stop being Johnny Depp. I, I agree with that analysis. He's certainly much more famous and much more powerful, and that's the whole st- setup here. She's using him to, to to get fame, and this is effectively asymmetrical warfare. Yeah. I've got nothing to lose, but you've got tons to lose, and she goes at him. So it it doesn't it doesn't compute the way they want it to for me personally. I don't right. know if it sells to other people. Well, I mean, I think I I, I do like tend to agree with the notion that there can be situations in which. Uh, somebody responding, even kind of remotely in kind, can have been put in that circumstance in a way that that shouldn't be considered abuse coming back. Um, but I don't know that that's been established here. I don't see I don't see it as solely power dynamics. I see it as reactions to what the events actually are in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's well, all like angels on the head of a pin. It's all hypotheticals, right? It's it's just oh, Johnny Depp is so much more rich and more famous then like, there's no way in which any set of facts could overcome that. Uh, and that's where I have a problem with that kind of analysis. When we're, I now when know we're how I'm going to die. I now know how I'm going to die. I've seen the future. It's either oh going to be a stroke or it's going to be... <laughs> I haven't even gotten to the worst paragraph yet. A Kirk. blood clot in my brain <laughs> okay. causing my blood vessels to swell and then burst inside my skull. <laughs> Kurt, you yeah, I, all right, all right. You're gonna want to buckle up on on the on the end on the end. Here. Oh, really I think we're well beyond buckling up. I think we're putting <laughs> me in the jacket and put me in the white walled room territory. Uh, Depp's fans also have a disturbing ability to take the evidence Heard presents and flip it against her. I want to kill. Okay. <laughs> all right. A video of a drunken rampage, footage in which Depp smashes glasses and empties a bottle of wine. Uh, this is a random aside, right? Empties a bottle of wine? Okay. Uh, you, were, you were better with just smashes glasses. Just as a, just as a gentle advice, uh, author. Uh, right. be- becomes proof of Heard's capacity for manipulation. They question her motives. Why was she recording him in the first place? It, it, that's a legitimate question. Yeah. <laughs> then there are the text messages Depp sent his friend, the actor Paul Bettany, in 2013, musing about drowning her and setting her body on fire. This happened. It's a bad text, except when Johnny Depp says, well, that's the language they use in Monty Python. And you go, oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. That actually is true. Oh, okay. So you guys are joking. I wouldn't necessarily joke this way, uh, but it's, you know, you, you do have, if you're keeping an open mind, ways to take the evidence in favor of Heard and look at that and in favor of Depp and look at that. This is not that article. In the court TV live chat, one observer granted that the text did look bad, but she did marry him still. So here, right, we just talked about the fact that you can look at the text and actually say, well, they're joking about Monty Python. And instead, which is in testimony, it's in evidence in the trial right now. Instead, they use as defense somebody on court TV live chat, unnamed, a chatter. Chat, you could be in articles like this one. So get excited. Live chat. And says, well, she did marry him also. And then says, well, if victim blaming is frowned upon these days, you wouldn't know it from looking at the way people talk about herd online. Or Johnny. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Well, you always have that. You always have that kind of concept that can happen. 100%. False allegations of domestic violence are exceedingly rare. They go out with that. They point to a Colorado mm-hmm. fact sheet. Um, and then they talk about it in general. Weinstein, Bill Cosby associating all this stuff with Johnny Depp. In the past few years, it finally seemed as though the public was beginning to believe the victims. That's your assumption line right there. But by all appearances, Depp continues to enjoy the benefit of the doubt. 
Um, and then they say a bunch of bad things about Depp. Depp denies having addictions. He apparently has a temper. He's been accused of punching a crew member on a film. He has become aggressively litigious. I love this one. I highlighted this one because it's like, okay, just work with me, the cut. If she's lying, if this is stuff put upon uh, against him, what should you do? What What is aggressive litigation if this is the kind of circumstance that you're facing? It's just entirely unclear to me what should be the proper response if Johnny Depp were being lied about here, because it's never even crossed this author's mind by all looks of this particular article. And again, remember, we came here from a Wired article that links to this article for this proposition. So that's how we got here. And that's what's going out in even more mainstream media. Like, I don't know the cut from Adam, but when you yeah, start getting... What? I've never heard of it. No, I've never heard of it either. But you start getting adopted and, you know, bigger and bigger and more mainstream stuff. Well, I, I, I do have to give one point of credit to this article because it is from the best name source I've ever heard in my life. Because there's nothing more than I want right now to give myself the cut. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kurt. Uh, uh, I do love agitated Kurt bits. Uh, you do them well, Kurt. Um. And then I think this is the end. In her op-ed, Heard wrote that after divorcing Depp, she felt the full force of our culture's wrath for women who speak out. As this trial makes clear, she wasn't lying about that. Even after so many women have come forward with accounts of abuse in recent years, the Heard trial is a sobering reminder that a victim's credibility is still a fragile thing. It doesn't matter what you say when no one is willing to hear it. I think about survivors following the trial from home. If this is the response a person can expect from airing their claims in court... Why speak up at all? So, faulty premise. As false. this as this trial makes clear, she's not lying. Yes, that, well, that is not the opinion of the vast majority of people who watched this woman testify, especially if they saw the prior evidence in the case. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm only right on blanket statement as if we all agree. That's that's the whole thing. Yes, if you premise it on Johnny Depp is a horrible person and 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 Amber Heard's an angel, I, I suppose. But, but that's a big supposition. It, it is, right? When you get to the end line and you say, well, why can't we believe vi victims? It's like you've, you've assumed your premise. It's, it's, it's done. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, we don't assume anything when we're looking at things from a trial perspective, ideally. Um, and we say, what, is, what does the evidence show? And I, I look at that testimony and say it's exaggerative, if nothing else. And I don't have the rest of the evidence that some people that right. are looking at this do. Um, and we'll see where it goes from there. But you're exactly right, Mike, that it assumes the premise of what they're talking about. And then it's used in articles like this one, right? To, to, to disparage memification based on, based on that kind of analysis. Now, I don't, that author is fully within their rights to write whatever they want in terms sure. of opinions and things like that. But to then use that, which is clearly a very slanted article, Right. I don't think Wired, if challenged, would would argue that point to use that as a baseline for what you're going to make as an ostensibly more neutral kind of assertion about TikTok and about Internet culture and things like that is such a poor show of judgment to me. I almost couldn't get past it as I continued looking at this particular article. Right. They posit from there that there seems to be a deep-rooted misogyny and mistrust of women who make claims of abuse in social media's treatment of herd. See, so Kurt, when you're arguing for like broader analysis of court cases, and you say this is how this is going to be treated, I, I agree with you, but I'm against it here as well. 
right? People mistrust Amber Heard not as a symbol of women, not as a symbol of people making allegations of domestic violence, who I very much hope get every single bit of investigation and redress that they deserve. I do. It's an analysis of Amber Heard going up in court and saying some of the crazy stuff she said. And I'm interested to see if she can back it up, but I have severe doubts that she can. And that's not misogyny. That is me talking about one person in particular. And it, and it happens to be a woman in this particular case. Suicide is painless. Kurt checked out. Any changes? Oh my God! I could take or leave it as I please. That's right. I've turned it over into LawTube karaoke with her. Uh, well, here's where I will differ with you on that slightly. Okay. If you if you want, it refutes the the Me Too movement premise of believe all women. Yep. If you're if you are if you are asserting believe all women and you have one counterexample, it destroys that. And I believe that Amber Heard is a counterexample. We'll see the rest of the trial. But but only because of the way they set it up. But but it's not I mean that's you're starting with the position believe all women. Okay, that's that's extreme as hell. Yeah, no, believe all women is wrong. I have no problem saying that. Believe right, all men right. would be wrong as well. With, hey, women need to generally be taken more seriously. Fine, this doesn't refute it. This doesn't refute it. But I think if, women you, if you are stuck with believe all women and the, and you have a, a counterexample. By the way, I'm doing it on my channel all the time. I had a cat fight between two women who are lying all over the place. Women lie all the time. They're humans. Men lie all the time. Women lie all the time. Everyone lies all the time. Agency okay, so and human beings. Believe absolutely. all anyone is insane. Yeah, no, it's wrong. <laughs> And I think lawyers react to that most strongly, right? I mean, I reacted to it when it was happening. I was like, no, what, what is that? It's counter to everything we do. What, what, like in your case, why are we doing contracts? Well, we just, just say what we mean and shake hands. Well, that, that, you don't need a contract. Well, uh, my mentor taught me, and I say this still, we're not in the trust me business. Right. Absolutely. So, so yeah, to any, like any attorney, transactional litigation, whatever, it's just like, no, 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 no. We're not starting with the premise that everyone's be being honest. <laughs> no, that's silly. That's silly talk. It that's is silly, silly talk. talk. But, but absolutely. It's just that the hashtag, uh, take all women's allegations seriously, it just doesn't fit as well, uh, mm -hmm. you see. So, no, I, I, I agree with you. I hear you. Um, I, I, I just think that I would prefer if we just stop generalizations in general, right? If I don't believe Amber Heard, I'm not a misogynist. You have more to prove, at least, to get to that premise than I don't believe Amber Heard. Um, and so you, if you make these sentences, that's when I start to get agitated. It's generalizations and putting people into buckets. Yes, and, and, you, and they don't believe Johnny Depp, and that's full of misandry. So we can you could argue that, and I, don't, and I would be reluctant to argue that as well. Right. You can look at Johnny Depp and somehow come to the conclusion that the aspects of it. I think he's underselling, you know, some of the anger that he had and certainly some of the use sure. that he had. And, and I, I, I if I were to be gun to my head based on the testimony, I'd say he's probably an alcoholic that refuses to admit it uh, and, and like that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, don't, I just hate that kind of approach. And you can see now exactly as we proceed through the article, why, why they use that cut article as a jumping off point. And to me, when we're talking about articles, headlines, journalism. That's where you get real danger. You drag in something that's obviously biased and then you use it as your premise for what is ostensibly not biased because someone else wrote it someday and you get here, uh -huh. <laughs> right? Like that's how this works. Um, and oh, that, that's the very end. Cool. I, I love that you guys find all these nuggets. Oh, uh, boy.
Emily helped me find this one. Emily Baker. Thank you very much, Emily Baker. Check out her channel. Like and subscribe. Check out Law Talk with Mike's channel. Like and subscribe. Absolutely. If you want more LawTube karaoke or uh, very very agitated commentary, you can check out on Civil Law. I I believe the grass grows. (laughs) If I had to bet, I would be willing to bet that this article is coming back in uncivil law territory. So if you want to cover this article more, I bet I'm betting Kurt will talk about it. Kurt, is that accurate? I think there's a pretty good, pretty decent chance. Pretty good chance. Pretty good chance. So we got through all three articles. I had, uh, you know, one kind of bad one. I got one uh, neutral one uh, and one that I knew, I knew, I knew people would be very interested in. With oh, that was fun. One. And the cut. I have to admit, I was I was actually watching Kurt's thing. I was having breakfast, and then I saw a, a notification. I'm like, "All right, let's see what's going on." And I'm I'm trying to get to the gym this morning, and then and and then I'm like, I see that I'm like, "Oh, this looks fun." I see you and Nate's on at that time. I'm like, "I got to hop on here. This is too cool." Yeah. Well, I I'm trying to find a time frame that works for everybody and things like that. So we did 8 a.m. Saturday last week. I said, "Well, well." I did think, what the hell is Hogue doing at this hour? <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's roll it out again. I, I don't, honestly, I don't know. I can tell folks right now, and I'll say this probably again at the end, that we did a bunch of streams this week. This was break week in the trial. Don't expect that next week. Right. Uh, we won't be doing streams really through the end of the trial, except I might do Saturday streams um, uh, when uh, Alita's otherwise recovering uh, from, from the coverage of all of this. But um, I am loving this format. I'm loving the content that uh, people are putting forth. I'm getting emails and DMs with articles uh, to cover in headlines, not all of which is Depp and Amber Heard. Uh, so I am very hopeful uh, for this format and moving forward with this. I think it is a nice kind of uh, adjacency to, to virtual legality proper uh, where I'm doing those video on demands. Uh, and so I really love that from everybody. We've got more than 3,000 people watching uh, at 1030 in the morning on their Saturday. Uh, which is awesome. very, very cool. Thank you, everybody. Uh, yeah, what absolutely. an outstanding way to start my weekend, man. This is just wonderful. <laughs> I'm worried I ruined Kurt's entire weekend. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we, he, lo- he loves it. I, I, from one grumpy guy to another, I know it's it's just fun to get a good grump on. Oh, it yeah. Is. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> well, we've got 25 or so Super Chats to do, plus whatever anybody else decides to hit me with. I'm going to do those. You are under no obligation to stay, Kurt or Mike. I know you got to hit the gym. I do have to get out, but thank you for having me. I wanted to say thank you to Nate too, because he hopped he hopped on my channel for a stream. He's not here now, but it's it's been cool. Um, I I do have to pop out, but thanks a lot. Absolutely, Mike. Have a good gym visit. We'll talk (laughs) to you soon. Uh And do check out his channel, like and subscribe. We're going to do some super chats. Kurt's going to hum silently to himself, uh, thinking about the cut article, and and we're going to get out of here and send you on your weekend way. Aisling, can jurors get transcripts to review the trial to date to identify differences in testimony? Love these chats, guys. Hi from Ireland. Uh, depends on the jurisdiction. I think they can ask for portions of the transcript once they're deliberating. Is that right, Kurt? I'm sorry, Kurt's who not. are you? Where am I? <laughs> oh, uh, there, somebody was asking about jurors and the transcript. Are they going to oh. get a complete transcript? Can they ask for transcript pieces? I, I, honest, I honestly don't know either okay. way, to be honest. I mean, they'll get a copy of all the evidence that's in... But, but the usual rule is no, there's no transcript. They have to go off their memories, and in this case, their notes, which seem to be extensive, so they should be fine. Yeah, I think we heard from somebody saying that the, the somebody needed replacement notebooks and things, so we'll, we'll, we will see how it goes. 
Well, but you know, I don't really need transcripts because you know I've boiled everything down to one one nice <laughs> one nice opinion. Uh. Uh, Bajit Olsen, what if Amber Heard's loose and she has to pay $50 million to Depp, loses? She doesn't have that amount. What happens to Amber then? If it's what up the to me, we're getting writs of attachment against all the things. I'm sending the sheriffs into her houses. I'm taking her stuff. That's what I'm doing. The court has the ability through whatever court processes it has to go and try to... I am taking her things. To go and try <laughs> to get assets and or uh, garnish wages in the future. Uh, to try to uh, get some of that money to Johnny Depp, but I, I don't, I don't think she has anything remotely like that. If, if it were to be fifty million dollar finding uh, for Depp, so I want all your shoes, all your clothes, I want all your kitchen appliances, I want everything that's not bolted down to the house. I like bankruptcy, there are also Give generally rules that protect certain aspects of your assets, so you're not destitute under a bridge somewhere. Uh, but we, we will you can, see. You can keep the clothes on your back. That's fine. Okay. All right. Cool. Very reasonable. Suk Madik. Remember when Wired was a pure technology? <laughs> I do. Good name. I'm not sure I do anymore. Lost some sauce, Esquire. Please discuss the best evidence rule and how it applies to digital photo Ooh, metadata question. or lack thereof. Not my practice area and the world has evolved. I honestly don't know that I can answer this one. Lost I sauce can before. answer this one. All right. All right. So the, the best evidence rule just refers to having the basically the original evidence that you're talking about. So rather than having like a copy or something to have have the original. So the metadata is would be part of the original evidence to the extent it's not available. The best evidence is still the original photograph. So like better evidence would be the photo with the metadata. But if it doesn't exist for some reason, whether that's because of, you know, it wasn't captured or it was manipulated or it's been removed as a result of some sort of sanction or whatever. Now the best evidence is just the photograph itself. So that's what the best evidence rule is talking about. No problem. I believe Kurt on that. Thank you, Kurt. Uh, Melika Mirsifian, trials were how Romans kept entertained long ago. Yep. Karen St. John, okay, MSM. Saturday Night Live mocking murder and child molestation abuse accusations was A-OK -okay <laughs> with the Mendez Brothers trials. Yeah. Serious emoji. I, 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 I have taken note also of how there is just a, I don't know if it's hypocrisy so much as a massive blind spot. I think they honestly don't know that they, that the media has behaved exactly like this. I mean, before the internet, well, there were tabloids and there were newspapers and everyone was trying to, you know, do the clickbait Clickbait titles existed before clicking did because people want to get extra, extra, read all about it. You know, it existed in the 1920s. Yeah. So if not even earlier than that. So the, the whole thing is just like one massive blind spot. Nope. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mandalore wise zero one. One could reasonably argue Barbarossa's, re Barbarossa's release as opposed to Christ was a celebrity trial. Yeah, I think you could. I think you could argue that. Yeah. Lisa Woodhart, Nate, camaraderie with the LT members is evident and why I sub to all now. Love learning and law uh, and coming to informed conclusions. Emily Baker led me here. Thank you all. Thank you, Lisa. State Lines enthusiast, where is media coverage of Amber trying to make an ACLU ambassador career by destroying Johnny Depp or articles on quid pro quo between Amber and the ACLU? These, among uh, other things, are outstanding questions. Well, yeah, I think I saw somebody cover the ACLU a little bit, but certainly I would have expected more reaction to that testimony and how that kind of transactional relationship actually works that I haven't I haven't seen. 
Uh, but if you do spot one, send it to me. I, I would be interested. Deborah D. KM comments leads two X's testify to lead to Barkin. Uh, Kate Moss uh, leads to X's testify to lead to Barkin. Maybe. I, I don't know how much we can take that leak seriously. I, I really don't know. I It, it really strains my personal uh, belief that Johnny Depp is returning to the stand uh, in Amber Heard's case. So we'll we'll see how far that goes, definitely. Uh, Malka Mercifian, 100% with Kurt on this cut article, on the slow disintegration of Kurt and the cut article. Yeah. Uh, blurry lights, you know what is hated, making false grave accusations of SV is hated, whether Amber or someone else is doing it. Absolutely. Erica M, we have to remember that his more believable timeline he had to wait 40 minutes for Doc to get there. Plenty of time and cause to have a breakdown. That's true. That's true. Absolutely. Sigh. Question related to the headline. A Washington Post is quoting Amber Heard's SA claims, therefore could not get it from anyone else. So does it really matter who wrote it? Yes, because they could have made it up. Right? The Washington Post isn't on trial. So if Amber Heard doesn't republish it and didn't write it, she could say, well, if there's somebody that defamed you, it's the Washington Post. You didn't sue them. Go talk to them. Right. They could have made it up. Shampasta, Kurt, hang in there. Also, who wanted to stream the trial? And would this have been fair if it wasn't streamed? Um, I mean, the trial would have been fair. I, th I think the I don't I couldn't say for absolute certainty, but I, I there's nothing that seems obvious that's being done for the purposes of the camera. So I could imagine this trial playing out the exact same way, whether or not that's true in reality, I couldn't say. But what makes the difference here is and I, it was johnny depp who wanted it streamed amber heard fought against it but what makes the difference here is that we're able to independently assess because it's the same problem with like the uk trial or the even in federal courts where we have this problem like the Gisela maxwell or the uh one that just came down with uh who was it uh in new york that just happened was it cardi b no, uh it was kardashians China, the Kardashians. the Kardashians, right? So the problem is that we can't see it. So we have to have secondhand reporting or go to transcripts or whatever, which is a lot more effort for everybody. And the nice thing about being televised is everyone can see what's happening in real time. Because I, I tell you what, I think that if this trial were exactly the same without the cameras, and I think in the event that Johnny Depp wins, if the cameras were not there, it becomes so much easier for her or her PR team <clears throat> to go with the, this means that women are believed. This means we have so much more to do. This means that, you know, you know, uh, me too has not, we need to keep working harder. This jury is just proof that, you know, people are still ignorant of the truth. Now she's going to try to do that anyway. I'm pretty much like 99% sure. And she's going to do it anyway. Yeah. She'd just she be a lot more successful in doing it because people wouldn't be able to assess for themselves the narrative wouldn't have to compete against you know all the things so I, that's what it makes the difference in terms of at least from my viewpoint i uh, no, i think that i think that makes sense um that it's going to be harder to reframe what happened i do think ben chu's uh opposition to the motion to strike was probably a little tv oriented no no um, I, I i'll give you that that's that's fair <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I think I, I think it would have proceeded otherwise uh, along the same lines. Uh, so I agree with you. Law and Lumber, go Hogue. 
I'm going to have to teach him how to spell my name, I guess. Uh, started the replay two hours late at 2X. Here's betting. I'd be caught up to you real time before you read this. Did you make it, Rob? I don't know. You let me know. No, he wouldn't have. <laughs> Karen St. John, as a leftist, I can't get enough of Kurt's political incorrectness. As a 90s kid, I can appreciate the brutal honesty. We need more of it. Kurt, you got well, a super fan. Well, that's definitely how I roll over on my channel. I, I saw some people, I saw some people in the chat being like, the bit, the bit is getting stale. Yeah, no, it's not so much a bit, it's just my personality. <laughs> uh, so if you like the kind of thing, my channel's the place for you. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, Razorak, from their power definition, we could extrapolate that Meryl Streep could never be abused by her husband since she has the power. This is just dumb. I agree. You start out with that premise and you don't allow for the actual human experience and the events that took place. Absolutely. Joe Capabianco, she turned me into a newt. I got better. Malarkey Machine, as a depth fan, I gave Amber the benefit of the doubt for years. Wrote him off as a fan. That's what's insulting about how we how we who are following the case and change stances are being characterized. Yeah, there's a dismissal of people coming to actual legitimate conclusions um, as essentially impossible, uh, which is coming through in various between the lines readings of these articles. There's no question about that. Ms. Jessica Robin, have you seen the rumors about JD dating Camille V? Mm. Ugh, maybe PR playing on Amber Heard's jealousy. Over the break, ready for CV's cross next week. Hmm, emoji. Well, uh, for whatever it's worth, I, I will point out this didn't actually used to be a rule in Virginia. It was only it was changed relatively recently because it wasn't a rule in Virginia when I left. So I left what, three years ago or so. no? Yeah, two years. No, yeah, something like that. Anyways, there's this there's a rule called it's 1.8 K in the model rules of ethics, which says that it's um, unethical for an attorney to uh, sleep with their client. Unless they already had a prior relationship before the uh, before they became hired, so I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that you know they didn't have a relationship before they got hired because how would Johnny Depp know of her otherwise? And so if they're having a, a well if they're having a physical relationship at this point, that would be a violation of the ethics rules. It didn't used to be a violation of the ethics rule because Virginia had for the longest time not adopted that ethics rule. I was going to say, they, maybe in your no, state. No, I'm saying, yeah, not, for, the, for, for the longest time, Virginia had not adopted Rule 1.8K, which was hilarious, uh, but they finally did. So now it is unethical to uh, sleep with the client. It's don't, pretty don't, funny. If don't, you're ever F with, for... don't F with the client. Don't F with the client's money. Yep. These, among other things, are good ethics tips. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, if you're ever looking for interesting reading, you go into a state's bar association document. Um, and they'll, they put out reports, their little articles every month, and, and you have these conversations. And in the back, they'll say what the disciplinary hearings were and how people are restored or not. Yep. Uh, and I would argue that something like, at least in Michigan, 80% of, of those are, as you described, uh, relations or money stealing um, are, are, the big, are the big ticket items on really getting, really getting punished by the, the state bar. Uh, so yeah, don't, you know, be careful there. And I understand rumors because like part of the legal strategy is to make Johnny look approachable. Uh, and so like that's part of Camille's job. Um, but no, I really don't think so. Uh, Dr. Karteloff Slat, how dare JD enjoy the benefit of the doubt? I mean, really, people should enjoy the benefit of guilty until proven innocent. Snark off. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's why I highlighted that, definitely. Jerry Frederick, listen to the behavior panel's review of Amber. Uh, I have not checked that out yet. I suspect they probably have found some issues. Erica M., I just got a housewarming gift, a candle from a friend with a card that said, burn this instead of torching that realtor. No one was ever violent towards a realtor. She was just a pain in the neck, uh, indicating that you can get messages and things that don't line up with actual violent tendencies, I, I would be willing to bet in response to some of the texts we see from Johnny. Emsa, Chris Rock may joke in latest stand-up about Amber's uh, poop emoji in Johnny's bed. I bet he did. It's very funny. Katie Cotton, in my opinion, Amber used Depp's alcoholism as a method of coercive control. Amber Heard was gaslighting him about everything. Amber Heard testifying otherwise is also abusive. Well, I mean, that's where you get into real muddy middle stuff, right? Because even as Johnny Depp described it, uh, there were instances where you could see things from Amber Heard's perspective and say, well, if he is an alcoholic, if he does have a problem and then he and he falls off the wagon and he's belligerent about it, you can kind of understand how potentially that could lead to toxicity in their relationship. Uh, but then Amber Heard's testimony going and not not going into like the same timeline, but essentially establishing a different world doesn't allow you to to kind of go that direction. So it'll be interesting to see what, if anything, she can back up. Frederick Bolton, born free theme equals the Star Wars theme. LOL. Sophie Jane, waltzing Matilda, sending love, heart emoji. Thank you so much. Carolyn, so if he wins, everyone go see Amber's movies. The money will go to Johnny. Smiling, laughing emoji, falling over emoji. Just kidding. I'm sure they won't hire her if he wins. I'm not sure about that. Yeah? I'm not I'm not confident in that. Yeah, I don't... I don't I, I mean, Johnny I got Johnny got canceled without it, without with basically for nothing. But yeah, I you know, the, the rules for women are different, as we well know, when it comes to these issues. So I'm not 100 percent confident. Maybe she won't get as big roles as she did, but she's done. I'm not confident. We'll have to see how it goes. I, I don't I don't think she'll get ostracized from uh, from Hollywood. No, nope, there will still be people cheering her on. I'm pretty sure. Renee B., if you're going to be upset about people politicizing this trial, don't defend your point with politics. I'm progressive and support JD, but the politic bashing generalizing is becoming alienating. Sure. I mean, to some degree, you kind of have to generalize at some level because otherwise you have to just keep making exceptions upon exceptions. Like if you're going to deal with every particular use case, it just becomes incredibly unwieldy. So even though it may not necessarily be accurate to everyone, if it's accurate enough in the gross, then it, that's how you do generalizations. It doesn't mean it's necessarily true for everyone in the category. I think we may just so. fundamentally disagree on, on usefulness of generalization. Cause I, I feel Renee B here that says, you know, I'm, if I'm in favor of Johnny Depp at this point, I'm being, I, the, the, the stuff that is coming out in articles suggests that I'm a, mis, uh, a misogynist or, you know, we're, we're going to get right wing stuff. I think I've seen in a couple of places. And, you know, if you're a progressive fan of Johnny Depp, that can be really annoying, certainly. I mean, you see this with stuff that doesn't relate to anything serious. You see this with like Star Wars, right? I don't I don't like The Last Jedi. I had people coming in and telling me that I'm like right wing. It's like, no, no. I, first of all, what was really great about that the first week, there, it wasn't politicized at all. And then it gets into like these weird internet camps. Um, so I, I do hear what Renee B is saying here, Kurt. Okay. <laughs> Allison White, so basically according to these articles, the victim can only be a woman. Men can't be a victim. I'm going to get hurt. It's stroke and aneurysm time. Yep. Well, there's some indication of that, certainly when you're just talking about raw power. Uh, and that came through Dr. Hughes' testimony. Uh, Rain 40, 432, if Depp receives a judgment for the requested amount, Chad 
move would be to waive the award in exchange for Amber Heard's donation of 3.5 million to the LA Children's Hospital. No, I don't. I wouldn't do anything like that. I mean, I, I think Johnny might donate it to the Children's Hospital just as a just as a, a little few. message at the end. Uh, Will Hill, someone tell Mike it's believe women, not believe all women. That mischaracterization is equivalent to the media strategy we're critiquing here. Uh, I mean, it depends on who's telling you the message. It's the problem with hashtags in general. Uh, well, right? the, the, the thing is, like, from a strictly logical level, there's actually no difference between the two statements. Because believe women is unqualified. It, there's yes. not, it doesn't say believe some women. It just says believe women. That statement is unqualified. So it necessarily means all. So there's actually no linguistic difference between believe women and believe all women. Well, I, my, my biggest no problem caveats. is that the, the soundbiting of, of media of uh, movements it results in this kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we're all in, in very significant agreement on absolutely uh, take seriously allegations and investigate, et cetera. Uh, but the, the concept of belief versus, uh, you know, an evidentiary hearing and, and going through a process, due process, uh, is what I think offends lawyers for the most part. Zane, good morning. It is still morning. Fantastic. What are the odds that Amber Heard's team doesn't have any more witnesses to call after Amber Heard bombs the stand? Keep up the awesome work, LawTube. I would say those are approaching zero. Yep. Um, she's got other stuff to say. She's going to need to back something up uh, in order to win this case. Yep. Fred Migliorini, name suggestion, Hoagie's Heroes. I like it. Hoagie's Heroes is fun. Reminds me of Hogan's Heroes, of course. Yep. Regulator 30, I absolutely love these H&H streams, Hogue. Thank you. I don't read media, so I appreciate you commenting on inside-outside trial in a fair and balanced way. I try. I mean, I do I, I do screed on some of this stuff because I want articles. I can help you with the screeding. I can help you fill, become your final form. <laughs> heart emoji, heart emoji. Uh, yes, I, I'll go take lessons from Kurt about a proper screed uh, approach. Uh, and, and we will go from there. Last couple of super chats, and then we will send you on your weekend way. Adita, Me Too movement was and is necessary, but believe all women was always hard for me to swallow. Hogue, I liked your take on this issue today. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think there's certainly, and I think Nate said this, there's certainly a movement towards listening and investigating and taking seriously that is always useful in moving society towards that for any number of axes and, and, and certainly women respected these kinds of claims. Uh, but you just believe you can't, you can't go in that direction uh, and still have something that looks like due process or, or legal system. Uh, Ezekiel Crow, it is time for a discussion about misandry and toxic femininity. Also are neglecting RD2O RD is a sin. Rockstar neglecting Red Dead uh, Redemption 2 online. One R mm. missing. <clears throat> yeah, I would. I uh, I never really got into that one. I don't really like Rockstar's online output, so I'm sorry they're neglecting it. They're neglecting everybody as they just rake in shark cards and Grand Theft Auto dollars. Uh, what do we have here? Uh, Terry says, "Lucky question, Rob. Rob is not with us. How can they allow Whitney to testify if she did not complete her deposition?" Yeah, maybe they finished it at some point, or I don't know. Yeah. I'd love we'll to see to if there's see. A, I'd love to see a ruling on that issue. Yeah, we'll have to see. These are leaks that came out during this week. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens. Dawn W., I wonder why all these pro-Amber Heard writers always leave out that the majority of DVSA survivors they are so worried about support believe JD and not Amber Heard. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's an open question, certainly. 
you're not real domestic violence support survivors because if you were real domestic violence support survivors, you would support Amber Heard. See, so no true Scotsman fallacy. We got yeah. a lot of Scotsmen rolling around this case. We have for a month. That is that is definitely yeah. true, Kurt. Yeah. Cam Thompson was neutral, now tipped towards depth. That's where I started. Uh, Amber's psychosis is so bad. Her world is as she imagines. Concerned she'll have a mental break as Cross to destroy. I don't think she will. No. Um, but I do think Cross is going to be pointed. I think it's going to be a a, uh, a very interesting week. I'm bringing uh, popcorn. Amber. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting week. And it looks like... That is it. So a, a fully normal three-ish hours for a headlines and hangouts stream. Kurt, thank you so mm -hmm. much for sticking with me to the end. No problem. And uh, where can people find you? What does your channel do? And and where, what are you going to put up next? Great question. Well, my channel is Uncivil Law. We discuss a lot of appellate law, Supreme Court law. And also we discuss law in the news that's happening because, you know, it's always interesting help talk about people, talk about law to people who are interested in it as they're interested about stuff. And today, I think we might have three videos because there were three articles that wow. which talked about that were all incredibly stupid. So I'm going to talk about those articles. <laughs> uh, well, good luck to you on that, Kurt. Don't, you know, have a stroke uh, during some of those. People, if you're interested in that, the link is in the description below. Go check out on Civil Law, like and subscribe. And on your way out, if you could like this video, let YouTube know this is good content for people to follow afterwards and for the next one, I would sincerely appreciate it. Until then, have a fantastic weekend and get ready. Next week, the trial is back on. See you then.